We're online at WRQK.com. And back, can you turn this down a little bit? I can't hear you. There you go. And we're back after what was a long weekend for us. We took yesterday off. Had one more vacation day to fill in. Our, our official vacation, I believe, starts after the show on the 22nd of this month. But we had one more day. We didn't do the calculations properly, so we just burned it this last Monday. So back into the studio, and dude, I got, dude, I'm nervous about this week. Like, I just, okay. dude, people are already, like, people are already hitting me up with Star Wars leaks because apparently, um, apparently, some streams of this have already hit the internet. I talked to a buddy of mine yesterday. He's like, dude, I've already seen it. He's like, I've seen it twice. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, I got the stream. He's like, I got it. He's like, you want it? And I was like, no, dude, don't send me that. Are you kidding me? No, no, I don't want that anywhere near my inbox. No, there are certain movies they don't care that if you steal. I'm telling you, dude, you steal Star Wars, I, dude, somebody paid $4 billion for the rights to those movies. They're going to want every last nickel. Is that this week? Is that Friday. Friday? Okay. Friday. Comes out Friday. And I can't go. I forgot. I completely forgot. I'm working at the Agora on Friday. And I can't go Saturday night working at the Agora again on Saturday. And so I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, because, dude, you know, by, by Friday night, by 1130 Friday night, before midnight of Saturday morning, It'll be all over the internet what happened. Yeah, I was going to say, you might have to try to get there that early Saturday morning show in. Um, even that, I bet you, is going to be sold out, well, though. I, th- I think Friday's already sold out. Yeah, uh, Saturday, like, whatever that first showing is, maybe if it's, like, that 10, you know, and I know that'll suck waking up having to, like, go watch Star Wars, but if you want to avoid spoilers, that's kind of going to be your only option. Yeah, there. I honestly, I've just resolved myself to the fact that it's going to get spoiled. Okay. Because I just, I can't make it. And nor do I want to sit in a packed movie. Like, dude, again, and and I I rail about this all the time. When in the hell will I be able to just order the brand new movie onto my couch? I don't get it. I don't understand why that's not a thing. Like, now, do you see this new thing? Like, one of the movie theaters is doing $8.99 a month. You pay them $9 a month, and you get one movie ticket. It's like, dude, how much are movie tickets? $10? What am I saving? $1.50 every time I do this? But it's like eight ninety nine, and you get like one free movie ticket a month. That is so dumb. What an ass backwards system. Can't you see the door slamming shut on your business model? Like I don't understand. Like sometimes, dude, guys are just ahead of companies and don't see it coming down the road. It's like the door is slamming shut on your business model. Like, why can't I just pay you 30 bucks on Friday and rent this movie from my couch? I don't understand that. Yeah, it would have to be expensive, and it would have to be, like, a 24-hour, like, dude, you get this. Or even, like, one viewing. Even if they said, like, hey, you get this one viewing. That's how pay-per-view th- works now. 30, 30 bucks or whatever it is, but, like. Pay-per-view yeah. works like that now. It's like you yeah. pay extra money, and then it's, like, it's like 24-hour, 12-hour, whatever it is, and you get to rent it. I don't understand that. Why can't I do that? Why do I got to go sit next to the unwashed masses and sitting there crammed in there watching people with their own lightsabers, people talking, cell phones and all that stuff? Why can't I just enjoy it from the from the safety of my couch? And I mean, you got to think even if even if you went and saw like the IMAX 3D whatever like the you know that step up would be like you could still charge considerably more than that. Like let's say those IMAX tickets are 20 bucks, say $40 is the rental fee. Well, then at that point, I mean, how many are you having like a Star Wars viewing party? Are they getting less, you know, less, yeah, less return money I mean, on that? Yeah, but people do UFC watch parties all the time. They still make a ton of money off those pay per views. Now, you can make the argument that the only night people are really going to want to do this is premiere night. You can right. make that argument. Um, you can make, although not me. I do. The last thing I ever want to do is sit in the dark and watch 
movies with strangers. It's still, dude, I hate the movie theater. It, you could, what you could probably do there is you could probably have kind of like a diminishing return on it where it's like premiere night, you have to spend 50 bucks on it. Uh, the week of 35, you know, two weeks out, you know, 15. And then by the time it's getting ready to come out on DVD or, or, or Blu ray yeah, or whatever. Well, right. You know, it's, 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 it's just like any other movie at that point. I just, I don't understand why that's not a thing yet. If, if you're so desperate to get people in the door that you're going to go the Netflix model where it's eight ninety nine, but then you only give them one movie, what makes, I think it was AMC that's doing this, what makes Netflix worth the money, you douche, is that there's 10,000 things to watch on it, not one. God, dude, it's like, sometimes you just wonder how people got in charge, because it's like, dude, did nobody in the 15 years you've been working at that company realize that you're a moron yet? No one? I just, I don't understand that. And yeah, I'm angry about it because I know somebody's going to ruin this for me. And I don't care. Dude, it's like four things a year I care about. And for some reason I care about this, even though I know goddamn emo (laughs) Kylo Ren's going to ruin everything. I know he is. I know he is. I know. Dude, I I, I forgave The Force Awakens so many times just because it was new Star Wars. And I was like, ah, well, it's better than I thought it was going to be, so I'm going to forgive it. But I watched that again last week, and I was like, oh, my God, dude, Kylo Ren is terrible. Like, he's bad. But still, I want to see this movie. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I'm definitely not going to be able to do it Friday and Saturday. i got to work all weekend. We were off yesterday, so we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that 740 this morning, get his take on, uh, well, the Browns. <laughs> dude, the Browns. That was one of the most Cleveland things I have ever ever seen. Weren't they up? I think it was 21-7 in the fourth quarter, yeah, right? 21-7 in the fourth. 21-7 in the fourth quarter. Couldn't close it out. Yikes. Yikes. Dude, they're bad. This is how bad the Cleveland Browns are. Everybody's screaming for Baker Mayfield. Guys, we already drafted Baker Mayfield. We just called him Johnny Manziel. Same exact quarterback. You don't want Baker Mayfield. We'll find out from Scott what he thinks about Baker and the rest of the Browns' chances. And whether or not Hugh, because I know Jimmy came out and said, ah, he's our guy. But you got a new GM now. you got to wonder if that's a legitimate statement or if that was just Jimmy moving the new cycle down the road. Be interesting to find that out. So we'll talk to Scott. Also, Tuesday, it's uh, New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Eminem, new Luke Bryan, and new Queens of the Stone Age. Josh Hom in a bunch of trouble for kicking a photographer. We'll give you that story when we give you new Queens of the Stone Age. Feet Don't Fail Me is the name of that. Right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on. The Stansbury Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. I'm being told that I should go to Alliance to see the Star Wars movie because that theater probably won't get the same kind of traffic. Eh, I think it was going to sell out pretty much every theater it's running in, right? I would think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to skirt that system. And even if it's not sold out, sold out, I mean, it's going to be packed every showing for the first week. Right. Not only that, now I'm, now I'm an alliance. Jeez. I could stop by that mall and get a good I, look at what that's it That's what I was going to say. I could walk through there and find out what a Holiday Inn room looks like. I'll still never get that. The Carnation Mall right there. They got like, like there's a display of what like the local Holiday Inn room would look like. As if you were traveling and like, well, let's make sure we see the Carnation Mall. And then walking through there going, oh, you know uh, what? As if you don't know what a hotel room would look like. I'm bed, not trying to knock the brand. I'm just saying. Like, stands, TV. Like, right, right, let me guess. Right. Dude, open the drawer. Bible in there. All right. Got it, right? 
They've single got, serving uh, coffee. They've got a Napoli's right in that uh, in that food court, which is right next to the pizza or to the movie theater. Though. They do. So yeah, like there's a Napoli's right next to the movie I didn't theater know that. the mall. So that's what I'm saying is you know you go there. Yeah, I got a Napoli's right next to my house. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying you sneak in a couple of pizzas and you can watch the Star Wars movie. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, I gotta tell you, a slice wouldn't be the worst that's idea. What I'm there. saying wouldn't be the worst idea there. You know, dude, I ate my body weight every single day really? while we were gone. Really? So, dude, I had been doing really good. I had been doing really well. It was a couple of weeks where I was on the plan, and then a couple of the salespeople were like, dude, let's have lunch on Friday. So I was like, all right, let's go. And we went to lunch, and we started talking about you know business and the things. So I said, well, right. you know, where do you guys want to go? And we do this thing now where occasionally I'll go and I'll have Mexican food with them on okay. Friday. We'll just go have Mexican Fridays. Okay. A little Fiesta Friday right there. Yeah. Something like that. I right. like it. All and right. I got to be careful now because, dude, you know, it's like, dude, half the staff's going to find out. I'm like, oh, my God, never has lunch with me. He hates me. Right. And it's like, you, you know, you got to be careful. But there's like, you know, occasionally on Friday, we'll, we'll you know, the three of us will go have lunch. I was going to say, I mean, I never had lunch with me and it's all right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. whatever. And, and so, uh, you know. Well, Fiesta Friday here. And so right. then I went and I ate that. Okay. And normally you'd be like, normally you'd be, the thing would be, well, I had a cheat meal, so now I'm done. And so then, and I pretty much did Friday night. I was like, all right, then, you know, I kept it in bounds after having that for lunch. But then Saturday. Yeah. I just ate. Dude. Just woke up and just ready to do it. I just ate. Okay. I, I dude, I, and it starts early. Because you wake up and I was like, man, I don't really have anything great to make for breakfast. So then you find yourself at a drive-thru line, right? And now you've had that. And dude, this is how my brain works. My brain goes, well, you already had it for breakfast. And instead of my brain going, all the more reason why you shouldn't eat right, it again for right. another month, my brain goes, nah, that's why you should give it to yourself again at noon. Yeah, dude, <laughs> get yourself a fourth meal in there. And so then, you know, yesterday was the same exact thing, which by the way, I forgot, man. Like yesterday being Monday, we were off, yeah. and I went to the McDonald's downtown, yeah. and dude, the line was wrapped around the block, like in the drive through line. And I thought to myself, all right, it's only going to be about 10 minutes, no. but there's no way this location can get this many cars in a row right. There's no <laughs> possible way, dude. I've never seen them get it right. Yeah. There's no way. The downtown McDonald's has its fair share of struggles. I think it's safe to say there. Um, I, uh, I, I mean, I know it's a little bit of a drive up Tusk there, but I, you know, I would make the recommendation there of, of just a quick trip up Tusk, and you can you can get you know. The same. I normally find myself in Canton South at the Taco Bell for oh, okay. breakfast. All right, all right. And so that's where I went yesterday, and uh, and so I had that. There was nobody in that line. It was no, perfect. no, yeah. and on the Canton South line. Is that where the kid the kid worked that you wanted to give fifteen dollars an hour to? Was it the <laughs> yes, Canton South that, one? Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen him since. All right. But that kid was my hero. He probably that, moved up. He's probably running a Taco Bell. He nowadays. might be. He's probably he, he might he might owner. it might be running Mexico for all. <laughs> he's uh, that kid was amazing. I uh, I have not seen him since. But yeah, and then so then I had that, and then and then I just started eating stuff that was in like my cabinet yesterday. Just started making things together that don't make sense. It was just filling, and I just dude, I just went off. Why not? I mean, at this I can't point, help it. Well, that's what I'm saying is why not just lean into it? Like, why? I mean, like, what? What, what are you? What are you saving it for? All right. Well, so I had that conversation, as a matter of fact, because then right. Saturday night I found myself at a restaurant. So an ex called me Saturday, right? And I hadn't heard from her in forever. And actually, the last time we talked, it was her, you know, screaming at me, telling me, you know, how bad she was. Planet, right? Yeah, because I, right. I apparently had laid out some pretty negative things about her on the radio, and I had forgotten about that. Okay. So she happened to be in Canton. So she calls me on Saturday and says, hey, what are you doing? I said, I don't know, nothing. And I really wasn't doing anything. And she goes, well, I'm in your town, 
and um, I have about an hour and a half to kill before you know my next appointment or whatever it is. Do you want to meet me for a drink? And my head went, no. But my penis was like, well, maybe you do, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so the next thing I know, I get up, I get dressed, and I drive. And I, she wanted me to meet her at the Chili's over in Belden Village. Okay. And so... <laughs> no better place to get a drink than Chili's, I guess. Well, I come to find out she was there shopping. And she okay. was, she was getting right. something engraved, and that's what was taking so long. Okay. Or whatever. And so then I didn't realize until I got there, oh, it's Christmas. Belden Village Mall... At Chris, dude, it's insufferable. Like, I could not believe how bad that trap. By the time I walked into the restaurant, she could see it on my face. And she was like, Yeah, she's like, I almost called you. She's like, Because you're a nightmare when things like this happen. She was like, And I just expected you to be in a bad mood when you got here. So then, dude, I sat down and I ate half the menu because I was so <laughs> furious with all the driving problems, dude, that I just ate everything. Yeah, I mean, Belden Village in general is always bad. Like, anytime the you traffic. drive in there, in it's that, just, in that you know what it vicinity. is? I, I don't want to be negative. It's just, it's congested, is what it is. Yeah, everything's within like three blocks of each other there. So, like you know, oh, and then you get people who are who are you know whether it's the snow or it's the amount of other cars that are around them. People get nervous. People get intimidated. Do I go up this or down this aisle? Where do I go? Where do I do here? Do I stop? Incoming traffic doesn't stop, and no, incoming traffic never stops into a mall. You always just keep driving. That's what you're supposed to do. Those are the rules of malls. You keep driving as you go in there. Um, but dude, yeah, no, I I completely understand. It's like, a nightmare. I you know it's like oh well you know hey it's it's the month of December it's what drives the economy. Everybody's got to go out there and get shopping, shopping, shopping. Um, but no, dude, Belden Village, honestly, I, I can't think of too many things I'd rather not do in the month of December. Oh. Like, it's terrible. It is. Dude, it was a nightmare. And so instead of listening to her as she's sitting there talking to me, I just kept thinking about, like, the body armor I would need to go through the traffic again. <laughs> where I was like, man, I just don't want to do it. And then, you know, then we walked through the mall a little bit. Because I had parked at the, I thought the Chili's was actually in the mall. Like I thought it was one of those where, it's, and then and she was like, "No, idiot, it's next to Sears." And yeah, so it's like on the other side. So like I walked through Macy's and then I walked through the other side, and it was just like I. And then I, it instantly hit me that topic of conversation we had about England last week, where they were putting the fast lane for walkers in the mall. Oh, yeah. And there I was, just walking through the mall behind a like a corral of. Fat Americans just stopping up. Oh, is this the store I want to look at? Oh my God, this pretzel! And like just, just, I'm <laughs> just in the way, just standing there in the way. Like, I, I think we should be able to push one person down a month. Okay, like just get out All of right. my just like a stiff arm. You know what I mean? Screw your three four defense. Here I come, <laughs> knocking you over. I just <laughs> would be awesome. I've obviously always said too that we should be able to smack one person a month. Open hand smack. Male, female, doesn't matter. You get to smack one person a month, and then you have to turn in your card. Dude, I'm just telling you, it would keep everybody on guard. Everybody would be a little bit more like, yeah, dude, maybe I won't say that because that guy might have his smack left, and he looks pretty big, and I don't want to have that happen to me. I'm telling you, that should be a thing. It's not enough just to put install little lanes for people to walk faster in the mall. You should be able to push them down. I want, I want, I want the push them down system installed in Building Village. I need that. So the NFL Network had to sit down three of its analysts. We'll tell you why next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. 
back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9, 8.30. We'll pass out those Kid Rock tickets. He's playing February 24th. We'll get you into that. Mr. Rock there. Also, 7.40. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I believe I've started a movement. As okay. Renee says, I swear people forget how to shop this time of year. It's staggering, she says, how oblivious people are to their surroundings. I must have said excuse me 50,000 times yesterday. Yeah, it's annoying. It's bad. Like, people do. It's like, it's like the driving in the snow for the first time. I understand that there's going to be more people. There's going to be more inconveniences. There's going to be more weights. I get that. You know, it's like sometimes standing in line is just inevitable. But like, you're right. Yeah, lines are a thing. But like the little things of like. Just get out of the way. Right. Like having like enough like common courtesy and enough like situational awareness to recognize that, hey, I'm inconveniencing somebody else. Therefore, I should stop doing it. Yeah, but human beings will never think about anybody but themselves ever. And so. Here's what I don't really get about the mall thing either. They don't charge you to go into the store. So if you stop and you're like contemplating in front of the door, just go in. And then if you're like, why did I come in here? Turn around and go back out. Nobody, it doesn't cost you money. Just go in. What are you stopping there for? Maybe I'll look, look at the laid up Macy sign. Man, it's a good looking sign. I just, I, I, I don't get it. And here's the thing. And, and this is really, it's all about me. It's not about the rest of you. I'm sure you're shopping just fine. I'm just a dick. <laughs> like, I'm just, like I, I, like, I just hate everything. And apparently I'm just a dick. But I, I think the big part of the problem is this, is that the old stereotype of, like, a guy going to the mall is so true of me. Like, I only go when I know exactly where I'm going and exactly what I'm getting. I'm not in there to wander around. Hey, maybe I'll get an Andy Ants. I don't care. Just get me in and out of the store. I know what I want. I need two pairs of jeans and a sweater, and I'm out. That wandering around, maybe I'll find things to do. I'll just look at this and browse. Like, that's not me at all. Like, I'm just not that person. I go. I know what I'm doing. I get in, and I get out. It's like a battle. Like, I want it, dude, I'm like special ops. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, we're commandeering sweaters. Get out of the way. Like, and just that, that wandering around thing, I just, I hate that. It's, it's so annoying. It's like how people won't get out of your way in the aisle at the grocery store. It's like, dude, what do you think I'm doing here? We all got a cart. Move your goddamn cart and take your six-year-old and put him in the damn thing instead of him crying, throwing M&Ms down the aisle. It's so annoying. God, dude, yeah, I can't wait for Christmas to be over. <laughs> I really can't. Like, this is one of my favorite things about going to Vegas for Christmas is that nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. You can go to the mall three days before Christmas in, in Las Vegas, nobody there. Because no, everybody leaves. Because nobody's from there. Everybody, everybody has moved there from, nobody's born and raised in Vegas, very few. It's like people go, and so like, as soon as the holiday hits, everybody gets out of town. And so like, the strip's busy, but outside of that, like the rest of the city, like the traffic clears, oh, it's so great. Like, I can't wait to get there for that. You just don't have to deal with any of the, any of the nonsense that comes with the holiday. I mean, don't get me wrong. Christmas morning's awesome, but everything that leads up to it is just a nightmare. All my shopping's already done. I'm already done. So the NFL Network had to suspend Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor, and Heath Evans over sexual assault. Allegations. Now they're suspended, not fired, pending an investigation. NFL Network said in a statement to USA Today that Jamie Cantor, who worked at the NFL Network for a decade, described a series of sexually inappropriate encounters with the three, along with several former NFL players and others who have worked for the NFL Network, including Donovan McNabb, Warren Sapp, 
and Eric Davis. A lot of now, names there. Now, not that this means that this is true, but you remember Warren Sapp had been arrested for prostitution, so I, I'm not saying that the one thing necessarily means that the other is true, but you've shown an issue with some sexual things going on yeah. with you that I that I don't think it's crazy then to draw the line of conclusion that maybe those two things lead into one another. Fair. Maybe maybe the constant hitting on women and this and that and not seeing that reciprocated leads you down the path to go hire a prostitute. I don't know, but I don't think it's crazy to draw that line. No, I don't I don't think it's crazy at all. I mean, you've shown that you're going to make bad decisions when it comes to sex, that you're you're going to, you know, think with your penis first. So Be willing no, to do something illegal no, for it. Not a stretch at all. You know what I mean? It's they weren't in Vegas. I think it was Miami where the Super Bowl was being held if I if I have that right. Is where that went down. Maybe it was Tampa. Yeah, I think Tampa. Was that I mean, I know he played in Tampa for a while. And I'm pretty sure it was Florida. I gotta tell you, man. Like, again, you never know anybody. I'm a little surprised by Marshall Falk. I'm a little surprised by that one. And as a matter of fact, this is an interesting thing here because when this first started to break, the sexual awareness awakening, as I as I keep calling it, in this country, which I can't believe the media hasn't like deemed a term for this yet. My buddy Chris Ty was pointing that out, and I was like, man, that's he's so right about that. That. I had friends and, and, and co-workers that were constantly coming up to me saying, don't you think it's interesting, and this was before the Dustin Hoffman thing, that it was like, that it's the kind of guys you would think it would be. They're like, it doesn't seem to be good-looking dudes who, you know what I mean, where guys who maybe have more options to get laid. It does seem to be like these gross dudes who tried desperately to go get big jobs just so they had a, a way into meeting women. But, I mean, Marshall Fox, good-looking dude, played professional football. Yeah, I mean... It, it flies at, in the face of that. It, at this point. But, I mean, of course, there's going to be examples of, like, hey, this doesn't... But the difference between George Clooney and Louis C.K., I guess, is kind of what she was getting yes. at there. Yes. And so my buddy then... I was actually talking to my buddy Marty about this. And we were sitting around, we were talking to a couple of women, and she said, "Where?" and dude, a woman said to me, she goes, where it gets tricky, dude, is that it all comes down to the guy. She was like, if Brad Pitt comes out of this bathroom behind me, takes his penis out and puts it on the table right now, she's like, you think I'm complaining about that? No. She's like, I'm liking that. She's right. like, but if you do it, she's like, now I'm calling the cops. Right. And that, dude, I'm telling you, I think that's where I'm, I think that's where rich, powerful celebrity men are getting this screwed up, is that they think then that that makes them all Brad Pitt because they're recognizable and they have money. And that, of course, is crazy. But I think that's how you're starting to see some of this happen. Because, again, in this report here, if I'm reading this right, she he had invited her to her hotel room, and at some point he had exposed his genitals. This is Marshall Falk? Yeah. Okay. Including one instance where he allegedly invited her into his hotel room where she witnessed him expose his genitals and made sexually suggestive remarks. It's Marshall Fall. What I don't, like, again, I've been hammering this point over the head because a guy like me could easily get himself in trouble over something he said. Like, as a matter of fact, it was two, it was like a week ago, I was walking down the hallway here in the building and I said to one of our sales people, said, I won't give you her name, but I said, man, you look really nice today. And I turned around and walked right back to her desk and I said, I'm so sorry. Is that inappropriate? Like, I don't even know where that is. She's like, no, Dan, you weren't trying to be inappropriate with me. I know the difference. Okay. But like, that's what's happening right now. But like, I don't, so I understand like how a guy like me might have, like get himself in a situation where it's like, man, you probably shouldn't have said that. 
I do that all the time. Yeah. Just ask my boss. He'll tell you. I say things I shouldn't say all the time. E- even even if something's truly over the line as opposed to like, hey, you look nice today, I guess there is a little bit of like, man, I shouldn't have said that. Got that away, got from, away me. from me. Uh, I was trying to make a joke and oh my God, that came out right. wrong. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be consequences to that You're mistake. going to have problems with your words for sure, but it's way different for me than taking out my genitals. Um, the thing like, I'll say I about know that. that's wrong. Like, I might say something and be like, oh, I misunderstood our relationship, our friendship. I would have thought you would have been okay with that. And I don't know that that's wrong before I say it. I know that my genitals coming into the conversation is something that I kind of need her to lead me down the path of. This is, and this goes back to a point that I've tried to make throughout this entire thing. There's just so many varying degrees of what this is. You, you you've got to, you've got to separate the jerks from like the predators. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be some sort of a line there of like. You're right because they are separate. Right. There's those are those are very different things. Like they are, and like and and and, and, and people need to recognize that. Um, I think it's not maybe not worth like celebrating, but I know a lot of people in this have said like accusations, accusations, accusations. The NFL Network suspending, not firing immediately, so that I know that that should be something that like... Yeah, I, I you know what? now Because I think that that's where it really should be, is that you should get suspended. Let's figure out whether or not you're guilty. If you are, fired. Um, now, I understand not all companies are going to run that way, and they got to put a public face on this stuff, and they, you know what I mean? There's advertisers, there's a bunch of stuff, so I understand how people do get fired. Okay? But I... This is starting to feel to me, and I said this would happen. And because we're going to talk about Mario Batali coming up at 8 o'clock, because he's in trouble now, too, the celebrity chef. And his case is starting to feel like these are maybe, and I, don't, I haven't even read that whole thing yet, and that's why we're not doing it until 8 o'clock. But this is starting to feel like guys may be starting to get accused of they're just terrible to work with. And so, like, now they're going to be guilty of this because you're just a dick to work with. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the thing. That's with, going, This is going to be how we take down negative attitude people in the workplace. With Tom Ashberg from NPR, I know a lot of people are making that claim. is like, yeah, he's a jerk to work for, but that doesn't necessarily make him, like, sexually inappropriate. You can quit anytime you want. Um I, uh, I, I, I definitely, we, we said this from the beginning, is like, all right, well, when is this coming over to the world of sports? And this is probably the first pin getting pulled out of that. Um, and I just wonder, like, how many dudes right now are sitting there in positions of power, whether celebrities or otherwise, and are thinking to themselves, dude, this is coming around the corner for me. You know what I'm saying? I, know I, know I did this 20 years ago. A I lot. know I did this 10 years ago. I know I've been inappropriate with women, and it's coming for me. That's, I mean, I, just, I would assume there's a, there is a lot of dudes that feel that way. I keep telling people, you don't remember everything you've said and or done in your life. Also, you don't understand how every person that you said or did something to received that action or phrase. You don't know that. Nor do you know who that person is now. This is coming for... Dude, I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'll tell you, I'm worried on a personal level for one particular reason in this. Okay? There are photos out there of me. I don't know where they are, but there's still photos... Of like back when we used to have to host like wet t-shirt contests and bikini contests. That's you used to hire the rock stations to do that stuff. And there are photos of me standing behind women in these contests where they were telling me, put your arms through my waist and like grab my boobs for this picture. So there I am in photos just holding a girl's breasts who I'm not in a relationship with. Now, all of a sudden, it's not live in that moment. It's a still photo 15, 20 years later. And if she just posted on Twitter and says, look what happened 15 years ago with Sansbury, I'm guilty 
Of course dudes are worried. Of course they're terrified. Because as many guys are actually legitimately guilty of this, we're going to overcorrect the steer, like I've been saying. And sooner or later, this will be an organized, coerced effort to replace powerful men with powerful women. And what I suspect is, and I don't know this to be true, but what I suspect to be true is when we leave women in power for 25, 30 straight years, we're going to find out that they do this to underlings too. We're going to find out that this is less about the sex of the person and more about power corrupting the mind. I'm suspicious of that. I, of course, don't know that. I am not a psychologist. Can barely spell it. But I'm a reasonably intelligent person, and I know what power does to people. I've seen it in this industry. I've seen people go from an intern to powerful in the matter of a year and watched the transformation happen. It happens. I suspect that would be true. The world was made aware of a young boy who had been uh, bullied. He's now the biggest celebrity in the country. I have issues. And I'm going to lay them out for you next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. 740 this morning. Find out what he thinks about the Browns blowing a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter on Sunday to the Green Bay Packers, who were told, I guess, some of the some of the members of that staff were told if they lose to the Browns, they're going to be they're gonna be fired. And sure enough, they ended up pulling that game out. We'll get uh, Scott's take 740 this morning. So there was a video made viral over the weekend. And um, I, before we play the audio from it, I'm just going to tell you, the first time I saw it, and I'm saying the moment I saw it, I didn't believe it. The moment I saw this kid's video, I was like, there's more to this story. And it was the the exact reason why I didn't tweet out about it. It was the exact reason why I didn't trip over myself like every other fake ass wannabe celebrity in Hollywood trying to show you how great of a person they are. Look, I'm the best celebrity there is. Never mind the fact that I made $50 million and I only gave away $100,000. Never, don't, don't pay attention to that. I care about Keaton. And I didn't believe, I, not that I don't believe the whole story, but there was something off in this video, and you can tell from the first time you see it. We have the audio. Let's run that. Just out of curiosity, why do they bully? What, what's the point of it? Why do you find joy in taking innocent people and finding a way to be mean to them? It's not okay. What did they say to you? They make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. What'd they do to you at lunch? Put milk on me and put ham down my clothes, threw bread at me. Is it just you? Yep. Or is it other kids too that feel that way? Say it's other kids too. How's that make you feel? I don't like that they do it to me and I for sure don't like that they do it to other people because it's not okay. People that are different don't need to be criticized about it. It's not their fault. But if you are made fun of, just don't, don't let it bother you. Just stay strong, I guess. It's hard. But it'll probably get better one day. So there's there's the audio, and I got I, dude. I watched that video like twenty times over the weekend, and like I said, and after still after hearing it, I don't buy it. I, I just, dude, there's the, the moment I saw it, I felt like this mom put this kid up to this. 
It's that was my first thought was this mom did this for the attention and she's an attention whore looking to cash in off her kid. That was my first thought. And honestly, as I sit here Tuesday morning, I still think it. I do. If this kid was bullied, that's awful, and I don't want to see that happen. Bullying's a problem. It's I've I've made the case that hazing works in certain cases, and I agree, and I still maintain that it does. Bullying's a separate thing. That's why they're separate words. And I think you know, bullying's a problem. I'm not going to say that bullying needs to continue, but I don't buy this kid's story. I don't. I'm sorry. I I, I think that for every action, there's a reaction. And when I would come home from school and complain about somebody being mean to me, my father would say this to me. And parents don't ask this of kids anymore. Well, what'd you do? What'd you do? You were completely innocent in this, Dan. You were just sitting there. You were just sitting there. You weren't running your mouth. You weren't saying something you shouldn't have been saying. You didn't do anything. And then if I didn't, then they were on my side. But immediately, dude, we see this video. Nobody has any idea what the story really is, and it's Keaton Strong, and I stand with Keaton, and let's get Keaton here, and Keaton goes to the Super Bowl, and LeBron's going to be friends with him. And so you have no idea that this story is verifiable or not. None. And there you all are tripping over yourselves, so we think you're nice. So we will go see your movies. So we'll go buy your jerseys. And it's effing gross. It's gross. So then sure enough, I don't say anything about it online because initially my first reaction was to make jokes, was to make a joke about it. And I was like, well, you can't do that anymore because, well, America's kind of a bunch of sissies and I'm going to be taken to the woodshed for, you know, trying to make light of it. Right. So don't do that. Ten years ago, I would have aired this audio. We would have slowed it down. and We would have laughed at the kid together. But we've all softened now and you can't do that. Right. So that, that's the difference. But it's like, and I don't even care about the story. It's the celebrities tripping over themselves to try to show you how good they are. It is so gross. It is so gross. I think with the celebrity thing to me, and like there was a million different people who reached out to him. Like I know Dana White was like, hey, come sit ringside. Miocic wants him in in fight camp. Right. And I I mean, Captain America was like, hey, dude, come see the Avengers with me and all these different things. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm glad that celebrities feel, you know, hey, I want to stand up for something or, hey, this is important to me. Therefore, I want to, you know, reach out to this kid. But it's like once one of those celebrities said something, it's like, dude, how many trips is this kid going to get is he gonna get to go to everything and, and like what about all the eight million other kids that get bullied on a daily basis? well not only that like, yes that's a I huge mean, sticking point like, but for me the bigger sticking point is this what about all the other kids who are going to create bullying videos now this is what the attention era will do it creates copycatters and that's what's going to happen so i guess then now people went and like they searched his family out right and people are having problems verifying whether or not this is his mom's instagram account but apparently dude there's confederate flags and she's bitching about colin kaepernick and you know you all need porch therapy and uh, she gets pretty rednecky in some of this stuff the thing i'm gonna say about that is is that like you don't necessarily get to decide your family you know what i mean and like just because if his mom was a terrible racist person if that is the case he didn't decide that. well you know what i mean he, no he didn't decide that and so i I won't I won't crucify the, the, the kid for his mother's actions, although the reports are that he was calling young African-American boys in his school the N-word. So were you bullied or did you get your ass kicked because you said something you shouldn't have said? Right? Sometimes it's not bullying. It's only bullying. Dude, it, 
bullying is when you're sitting there on, on your own. You haven't done a single thing to anybody, and they push you over, take your books, and you know, put you through mud puddles, that whole thing. That's bullying. If you open your mouth and you say something derogatory to somebody else, that person balls up their fist and punches you in your face, you got what was coming to you. That Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Now, I don't know that that's what happened, but the reports are that he was using racial slurs in school and then got punched. Meanwhile, the principal of the school says this issue's been been dealt with weeks ago. A week ago. Over a week ago was the report. And now the video's just coming out, Mom? Now? Um, how many times do te- do teachers, administrators, and stuff like that, oh, yeah, it was taken care now of that, and not okay. genuinely not taken care of? I will make room for the fact that the school's looking to cover its own ass. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. is like, yes, you know, with, with, a, with a dose of skepticism, you just have to be equal with it. You know what I mean? Like, well, did, did he really say, was he really dropping racial slurs on people, or is this another one of those, like, somebody just made that up to cover up their, that could be. you know? So I guess Joe Schilling, who is a Bellator fighter, reached out and was like, damn, this ain't all right. And a lot of these fighting guys want to get into the bullying thing because they're trying to quiet the storm of people bitching about the fact that it's human cockfighting for a living. Well, and I mean, like, there's a little bit of equity in that in the sense of, like, if you're going to do things that people view as terrible, and whether that's fighting or violent or whatever, it's like then you, you got to host charity. you got to buy it back on the other side. We do it all the time in the radio business. We do it all the time. So he invited the kid, I guess, to go to a fight or to the camp or whatever, and his mom right. was like, ah, oh, just share the GoFundMe. Just that—that's what she told. Nah, we don't really want to do that. Just, just share the GoFundMe now, account. I, because then let's be real—he's been offered eight million of these. Like, go to camp. Go da, 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 da. Maybe it's one of those situations where she's like, "Hey, I what? Do you, I I don't have the money for this. I don't have the I don't have the resources for this. I, I can't take time off work." I I think it, it, again. I think it shows you the kind of person we're dealing with here. My mother would have said, I'm not going to be able to take two or three days off of, uh, off of work to be able to make that. Trip. I really appreciate it. My kid appreciates it. Thank you very much. You're a good human being. Be done with it. Right. Right. I mean, that's but, yes. that, but, but, yes. but, but that's my mom's character. That's who my mom is. That's who my dad was. It's just, you know what I mean? The, the, that's what good parents do. I, I, this this woman, I'm telling you, I'm suspicious of this whole thing. A, a big part of the question for me is here is like, what does this GoFundMe for? Like, it's not like this kid died and we have to like pay for his funeral expenses. What it's are you like no surgery? It's not like he has cancer, so we have to pay for his That's you know his medical bills. Like, what are we raising money for this kid for? I mean, dude, there's pictures of her and her kids on the front porch. One of them's holding a gun. There's Confederate flags. There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is it's not crazy to the to think that this kid went to school and repeated things he heard at his parents' dinner table. I did it all the time in school. Luckily, my dad was talking about Deuteronomy and Isaiah and not about racist stuff. Now, there's going to be people, and it's not me, but there's going to be people who say, well, just because you have a Confederate flag doesn't mean you're a die-in-the-wool racist. And that would be, and I know that to be true, so, and yet I will make the statement that I've always made about the Confederate flag, which is, I'm sure that's true of some people, and yet every person I know that has it, after I talk to them for 15 minutes, I end up walking away thinking, yeah, you're exactly what I thought you were. Now, maybe that's just the people I've run into. Right. I'll make room for that. Right. I've not met everyone, so I'll make room for that. But I'm telling you, I think it's very possible this kid heard some stuff around his living room and went back and repeated some of the stuff because that's what kids do. And another kid in class was like, dude, you're a little redneck turd and beat his ass.
And I, I also think that now this applies to any time that parents are not parents, but like adults get involved into a bullying situation here. You've seen it where it's like this kid got bullied and 25 bikers came with him and are this. You they're going to escort guy, him to school. Right. This guy the got bullied. And, take him to school. And now there's cops that right. are going to go to school with him or there's firemen that are going to go to school with him. Right. He Wait has, two weeks from now. Right. He has to go back to school without Captain America one day. At some he point. He does. At some point. At some point, this, this, this national spotlight gets mean. off him. Oh, they're, and it's going to get worse. Mean. And what will Right. It'll get worse because then what happens is the bully is both embarrassed about the fact that they're exposed and then embarrassed about the fact that Captain America is not their friend. Right. And then the bully just gets worse because what happens is is Captain America leaves your town and your kid is still a puss where the bully is still tough. <laughs> it's not like they came. It's not like they came to your town and sucked the power out of the bully. I, I, there's, and I, I don't necessarily think this mom was doing this in the when it all started. When she first decided, like, hey, we've got Keaton sitting next to me. He's crying his eyes out, and I'm going to pull the phone out and record this. I don't think she knew what was going to happen here. I don't think you can predict necessarily that. Hey, this is the thing that's going to go viral. But a little bit of me asks, like, what were you recording this conversation for anyway? From the get go, like when to when post it's, it when it's well, I mean, like when it's well, when I, it's your kid singing in choir, it's like, oh, I'm so proud! What yeah. a great moment! This is your kid embarrassed, humiliated, you're feeling right. like a turd, you're feeling right. like a piece of crap, and, and u- like ultimately, you and I agree right here, right? But what I think has happened here is that society has changed, and our instincts are different, and our instincts now, right or wrong, are to capture everything. And right or wrong, and you and I agree, I I think this was the wrong time to put a camera on my kid. It was definitely the wrong time to show people what was on the camera of my kid. I would totally agree with that. But that's who we are today. Here's what I'm going to tell the rest of you. This woman's Instagram, Facebook, and all this social media account are being dug through all over the country and all over the world right now because her kid got famous. Now, she did it. But I'm constantly telling you guys, get off Facebook, get off Instagram, get off Twitter. Sooner or later, your kid's going to be involved in a story at school and you're going to be the local story. You're going to be the you're going to be the national celebrity and you're going to think all I did was put my kid on the school bus. How is my Facebook account all over CNN right now? This is what's going to happen. Dude, start cleaning up your social media game right now before you get yourself in trouble. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 740, we're going to talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. And then 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Eminem, new Luke Bryan. She's a hot one. The name okay. is the name of that one. Okay. We'll find out if that's any good. One time now. And uh, New Queens of the Stone Age, off their latest record, Villains, Feet Don't Fail Me, which is ironic <laughs> because the lead singer has just, well, not just, but over the last couple of days, kicked a photographer in the face. So his feet not failing him all that much there. We also have Kid Rock tickets, 830. Those will be yours. Senator Rock. Oh, wait, no, he's not going to be a senator. No, he's not going to run. Son of a bitch. He's not going to run. Speaking of senators, by the way, God, I cannot wait for this Alabama thing to be over. Win, lose, Jones, Moore, whoever. Okay. I don't want to talk about Alabama anymore. So Roy Moore's wife, bruh, struggle. Okay. Struggle. So they were like campaigning last night. Right. Rallying, that whole thing, right? And his wife... And I'm going to paraphrase here, okay? Because I don't have the quote right in front of me. But I heard it, so I, like, I know it happened because I heard it multiple times. But I'll paraphrase. 
she's like addressing the crowd. And she's talking about how the fake news is trying to paint her and her husband as anti-Semitic. Now she says, as anti-Jew, which is anti-Semitic. So let's so let's Roy Moore, let's maybe get your wife on that, right? Let's let's maybe get her on that. And then says, We're not anti-Jew. One of our lawyers is a Jew. Jeez. Like legitimately Jeez. goes to like Jeez. the standard, I'm not a racist, here's why I'm a racist, like line. I've never seen two people with the lack of self-awareness like the Moors. Didn't also the Republicans send like an 11-year-old to interview him the other day to combat the he molests kids thing? Yeah, not a good look there. Not a uh, oh not the best God. look there. Dude, just like, I can't believe what's happening down there. Like, here's the thing. Like, I kind of want to move to Alabama, right? If those, Dude, if those idiots could be in contention to, to run the state, dude, I might be able to get a pretty good job there, right? S- somebody said to me, like, oh, if I was the guy running against Roy Moore, I would just do, like, a, you know, hey, I'm such a great person campaign. Like, hey, here's me. Ah, you got to be careful here's, with that. Here's me not banging a kid. Here's me doing that. And what I said is, like, if I were the guy running against Roy Moore, it's like, well, you might, as well, bang a 14, might as well bang a 14-year-old. Like, might as well, right? Like, if you're allowed, you know, just, hey, go out there. I mean, he's getting more, like, right? True or false? Most people in the country don't know the guy's name who's running against Roy Moore. True. True. Most people don't know Senate races. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's fair. Yes, that has historically been true. I think that that may be changing now with Facebook and Twitter. But my point being is, is that shouldn't the guy that's not done all these things be getting a ton of media attention for having not done all these things? Like, didn't, isn't the guy running against him the guy that prosecuted the people who like killed four black people? Like girls, KKK members, yeah, 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 yeah. like he prosecuted like Mississippi those people. burning essentially, yeah, yeah essentially he, happened, right, and like he sent all those people to jail, right? right? Like you prosecuted that case, like that guy's gonna lose to the kid toucher, and like we like Jews, we'll even let him watch our money, like seriously. <laughs> I couldn't believe when she said it. I was like, this is SNL, right? Like I legitimately was like, there's no effing way they said that. The lack of self awareness on people, man. Self awareness is one of the. I'm just telling you right now. It is, outside of money, it is the most important thing a person can have. I wholeheartedly think that. We do have to, uh, unfortunately, transition into some sad news out of Star County now. And we have a piece of... There are two seats empty at Glen Oak High School. That's after two brothers were killed in a car crash. And today, students are trying to cope with the sudden loss of two of their classmates. 18-year-old Aaron Laudermilt and 16-year-old Kevin Laudermilt were just a grade apart at Glen Oak High School. They died in a crash shortly after leaving class Thursday afternoon. It's hard for the kids to, to wrap their heads around this. Many of them had seen them in school, sat next to them in class. Aaron sure. was driving his new Crown Vic on Middle Branch Road when he lost control and swerved off the road. He died at the scene. Kevin, who was in the passenger seat, died early Sunday morning. The double loss stunning the community. We had several teachers that had both boys, and so for them, that's that's hard. Oh, the that crash be site becoming a makeshift memorial by Sunday night. I was in so much shock, and I was so devastated. It was the worst thing I've ever, like, one of the worst things I've ever experienced. And school leaders are trying to help these kids cope with their grief. Now is not about teaching and learning. It's about how do we take care of each other? How do we make sure we're looking out for one another and uh, um, continue to have the conversation, make sure that the memories of, of Aaron and Kevin are not lost? That is school important. Leaders tell me they are committed to making sure students get the resources they need and say there will be counselors here for as long as the students need them.
in Plain Township. Brittany Bevins, Cleveland. How terrible. I mean, just imagine the parents right now. You can't. You know what I mean? You can't put yourself there. A week and a half before Christmas. Like this, this time of year will be forever. I don't want to say ruined. That, that sounds like I'm going too far, but it will be forever off because like Christmas isn't ruined for me. My, my, I had a family member, you know, pass near the holiday and it wasn't necessarily. It's not that it's ruined, but it is the first thing you think about when the season comes. And, and I mean, and, and, I, and you know, I don't think this is a scar comparing competition, but this is kid. This is parents it's putting kids in kids. This is parents putting kids in the ground should, as opposed to kids. Yeah, putting parents in the ground. I, I mean, that's just it. You got to do that as a kid. You're supposed to bury your parents. You're, you have. Yeah, you're not supposed to bury your children. I, I feel I feel awful for the family, obviously. Um, and it's just so high school. You just feel so invincible and you just that's feel true. like nothing can touch us. We're in high school. We're the you know, we're the only thing that matters. Everything's so important. And then something like this happens. And, I, you know, there's very little understanding in a car crash. I, I just feel like it's one of those, like, quick, you yeah. know, like, tragic ways for people to to, to, to die. Um, but just to hit, you know, just to hit 16, 17-year-old, 18-year-olds like this, you just aren't going to be able to process it. I feel terrible for them, too. Yeah, man. Um the thoughts of us are obviously with the Louder Milt family. We'll track down their GoFundMe information and uh, make sure we get it passed out to you guys. Um, that was that was a sad story uh, to have to hear about. More Stansberry Show and Scott from winningfornextyear.com. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Show. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. When you're waiting to the Kid Rock Show, 830, we'll pass those tickets out. We normally do it Monday at 8. But we were out yesterday, so we asked, and we have received. Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you? Do we have him? Scott? Scott, you there? We did have him. Scott. You got me? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Hey, mute button. There is Scott. I am doing splendidly on a Tuesday morning. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for making some time for us. I really do appreciate it. So... I want to talk to you about the Browns, obviously. Being up 14 points in the fourth quarter, can't seal the deal. People are livid. Now, one of the things that I liked is not the fact that they lost, although I do kind of like it when they lose. I'm not going to lie. Like I've gotten to the point where it's like almost enjoyable when they lose. But John Dorsey, reportedly, uh, the new Browns GM, was apparently in the locker room after the game and was sitting off in the corner observing players' mentalities, their reactions, and how they dealt with it. And what I assume is happening there is he's evaluating the kind of, the kind of guy he wants in the locker room next year, right? I, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, would and I, and I... But he... It, but he is very much a, and it, it kind of goes with his whole thing, right? Like he is the football guy. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a judge with your eyes, and you know, watch film and like, what can these guys do as, as you know, as as players, not what their measurables are, right? That's like the whole. You're gonna, you're gonna hear a lot of this anti-analytic stuff over the next couple of months because you know, just like when LeBron left, Kyrie Irving was the anti-LeBron, right? Right. Now, 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 John Dorsey is going to be the anti-Sashi, and I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing, um, but you know, I think it's I think it's good that he's immersing himself in that locker room over these final four weeks because he doesn't have a lot of time to evaluate some of these guys that he's going to have to decide on over the next couple of months. And um, you know, giving him a head start is good, uh, much better than 
waiting until January to, to do it. I would agree. Um, you know, so I, I think I think he has a bit of a leg up there. But yeah, no, it's it's good to see these guys, and uh, you know, hopefully it keeps them on, you know, on, on red alert a little bit because uh, even though they're out of it, these next four weeks are going to be very important for the uh, for the careers of a lot of these people. I would imagine. I uh, I'm all for analytics. I just think analytics need to be 25% of the equation, not 100% of the equation. So let me ask you your opinion. Because Haslam came out and said, look, Hugh's our guy. He's going to be here next year. And then he hired a GM. Is Hugh Jackson going to be on the sideline next year coaching the Browns? Uh, I don't think it's guaranteed. And I don't know why why Jimmy did that. Um, Because it's just going to make him look worse if and when John Dorsey wants someone else. Um. But I, I think they're going to give him a shot. You know, it's clear that in the battle of Hugh versus Sashi, Hugh won that. Like, Hugh has, Hugh has Jimmy's ear, and it's, it's clear that he was told, he, he's of the belief that he could be a better coach if he had better players. And he needs a better, he needs a GM to fit that, fit that mold. Um, you know, so I think there's a, unless something really horrible happens, um, you know, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be a wins losses thing necessarily. They could lose out here. And 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 I think he would be he would be safe as long as he plays his hand the right way. Um, but I, I do think he would be on on a pretty borrowed time next year if he's on the sidelines. I can't see how they can use. They might have four top forty picks here. I Jeez. mean, they with the way Houston's struggling and the way Cleveland's struggling, they're looking at you know the first and fourth pick in this draft. I mean, if you can't get uh, game changing players with those picks. Um, you know that it's clearly a coaching problem. Then, well, we so first, I, uh, I, I do think the leash would be very, very short in the event that he does come back. Well, we had a first and a twelfth last year. Um, we took those now, and, and uh, again, I like you. But what people are going to make the argument that he can't? He's got to stop blaming the players because we have not seen a ton of in, uh, of advancement in Deshaun Kaiser, and that would be coaching. Is there a good argument in that? Yeah, if you're only using Kaiser as the lynch as, as the benchmark, um, yeah, I was gonna say linchpin, but that would make no sense. Um, there, you know, but you have guys like Ogan Joby. You have guys like uh, um, I can't think of the middle linebacker's name. It, it escapes me. The kid that they had on the on the outside last year, and they moved inside. He's playing well. You 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 have a, you have growth in a lot of these second year players and other rookies that I think would 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 warrant you know some consideration. But um, if you're only using Kaiser as the benchmark as to where, you know, that, that growth has been, I, I, I don't necessarily know. Now, he, he, you know, he's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, you know, so that's on him. Um, but coaching doesn't, you know, make you, make the, you know, the la- a lack of coaching doesn't make Deshaun Kaiser throw that ball straight up in the air in overtime. That's true. Um, you, know, he, you know, he said at the end of the game he should have threw it away. You know, so it's not like, it's not like the play was drawn up for him to do that. So uh, there's... There's a there's there's some, you know, there's some ownership that Deshaun has to take as well in uh, in putting a complete game together. He looked really good in some of those stretches, and that's been the most frustrating part. Is there's been a couple games here over the last month where he's looked like an NFL caliber quarterback, and then just, he just does something stupid, whether it's that interception at the end of the first half or that one in overtime. And it's and it, you you don't want it to erase all the good things he did. But I mean, it only takes one car accident to, to wipe your clean driving record away. That's and right. I, I think, you know, I, and I think in, in this league, you can't afford to wait too, too long on some of these guys. Um, you know, again, I like Deshaun. I think he has a lot of potential. 
but he's he's got a he's I, I I don't think his future with this team is as a starting quarterback. Interesting to hear you say that because I think honestly the Sunday's game kind of gave me that it was the best of both worlds with Deshaun Kaiser. It gave you you know there was points where it was just you know flashes flashes of brilliance, and I feel like to kind of like punt on him when it comes to his rookie year, I just feel like at this point, like no matter who you are, you were going to be in a process where development and growth in this organization was going to be really tough to do. With all that being said, um, do the Cleveland Browns have a clear idea of what they're going to do with that number one draft? pick or what should be a number one draft pick i i assume it's quarterback that's the only reason i said what i said before um if if hughes and jimmy's ear saying he needs the play he needs the players and they're in the press conference dorsey haslam and hugh saying how they need the quarterback you know if i'm Deshaun kaiser i'm like hey look what about me but i it's clear they want to use the top pick on the best quarterback in this draft i don't know who that is um, I am not a I'm not an evaluator. Um, I know Baker Mayfield has a hell of a tape. I know Josh Rosen has a hell of an arm. You know, I know there's a lot of these guys who you got to get them out of their collegiate environment because you don't know if they're just a product of the system. And you know that'll be up to Dorsey to figure out. Um, you know, I'm I'm assuming there will have been work done already behind the scenes with Sashi's crew on the analytics side. Andrew Barry and Paul DePodesta are still in the building, so it's not like Sashi took all the secrets with him. Um, so I think if you marry that with the with with the with the tape watching John Dorsey, um, you know I, I have pretty good confidence they might be able to figure this out. Um, but again, you know then how long do you let that kid wait before you know because he's not going to come in week one, you know and and you know he might look like Carson Wentz rookie year or he might look like Jared Goff rookie year. But year two, both of those guys are lighting it up. So well, we're lighting it up in, in Carson's case, but. Um, you know, I, I think I do think that first pick, Matt, to answer your question in a very long-winded way, will be a quarterback. I think it's going to be a quarterback. I think it has to be a quarterback. Given what we know about John Dorsey, who do you think fits his mold of what an NFL quarterback is the best? You know, I don't know. I know he was pretty instrumental in bringing Alex Smith to KC. Um, so I, he's, he's not a, he's not opposed to the field general. That's for sure. Um, I wouldn't be yeah, either. I, I don't. You know, I, I wouldn't either. Uh, and, and I've heard a lot of people saying, well, why don't bring Alex? Why not bring Alex Smith to Cleveland? Would do it. Um, you know, because they got Pat Mahomes there. I would do it. Um, you know, I would, I, would be, I would be perfectly fine as a Browns fan if they brought Alex Smith to start for a year or two. Would leap and let, and let him and, and, and let him teach whoever they draft first. Agreed. Um, but we'll a, jump at it. You know, I think because you, you give yourself an actual legit NFL quarterback, so it's not a quarterback problem. And you and you give yourself a teacher. It's not it's not the Jake Delhomme, Josh McCown kind of kind of teacher. Right. It's a it's a it's. A, I mean, Alex Smith is a, is a good quarterback, um, and who can you know who could you know take these guys under the wing? He has familiarity with Dorsey. They have the money to do it. I don't know if they will. Um, but but that said, I, I I would I would look more at that. Uh, I know there's a lot of fans who are excited about Mayfield. I don't know if if they would be willing to pull the trigger at one there. Um, but you know, uh, hey, if they if they want to use picks one and four for quarterbacks and let them duke it out, I'm uh, I'm fine with that too. So let's let's you know, but they they got to fix they got to fix the problem first and foremost. I think Baker Mayfield I, is one big huge pile of buyer beware. I think we've seen this model before. I think it's Johnny Manziel. I think it's going to happen again with Baker Mayfield. I worry what's going to happen is that they passed on a quarterback the last couple of times and people are beating them to death over Carson Wentz and you know some of these other guys that they passed on that they're going to take the swing on Baker at number one and we are going to be left with Johnny Manziel 2.0. That's just because that's what Cleveland does. I'm with you. Go get me Alex Smith. 
Smith. Here's the one thing Alex Smith has proven over his career. If you put the young kid behind him, all of a sudden Alex starts to play the way you want your quarterback to play. He needs to be kind of pushed like that, and we're going to be in that situation because we're going to be drafting quarterbacks. That's Scott for winningfornextyear.com. My man, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again Monday at 8. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. All right, more Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stan Spray here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance... Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. That's uh, new Eminem. Untouchable is the name of that song. He, uh, he gets down and starts talking about white privilege in his new song, Untouchable. Yikes. Then you're getting new Luke Bryan. She's a hot one, the name of that one. Again, I'll say, I haven't heard it, but yikes. And then new Queens of the Stone Age, Feet Don't Fail Me. Josh Hom, lead singer of Queens of the Stone Age, making a bunch of news recently as he kicked a photographer in the face. Can't be doing that. Nah. When I heard what happened, I was like, well, maybe it was a stage move, and maybe he just didn't realize how long his legs were or something like that, and like this. But then when you watch it, it's like, nah. He knew what he was doing. So we'll play you their new song, Feet Don't Fail Me. Coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, 8.30, we'll pass out those Kid Rock tickets. Did you hear about this? Where uh, out of Plain Township, a woman was reported missing on Friday and then found dead Sunday afternoon on the side of uh, on the side of the road. Apparently, they say she died after being hit by a car. Stark County Sheriff's deputies found Kimberly Renee Thompson, 44, at about uh, 11.50 a.m., about 10 before noon Sunday, on the side of the road on Diamond Street Northeast. During uh, their investigation, officials determined Thompson may have been hit by a vehicle around 945 Thursday. She was reported missing then on Friday. So she had been out there from about a quarter to 10 on Thursday up until Sunday is when they found her. I mean, how was I mean, I don't want to I don't want to speculate, but like or, you know, or, or, or suggest that somebody didn't do their jobs properly. But and I don't know this street. I've, I, I don't know if I've been on it or not, but. I mean, how could a body be on the road for days on end and nobody see it? Yeah, I mean, it's not like it was covered in snow. I mean, I don't know what the situation was. If you fall down like into like a ditch or something, maybe, maybe it's just not visible, but I, w- I don't know. Now, the reason why I, I, I'm skeptical of that is I would imagine they would have said it, right? That there was a ditch there and that's why nobody had saw it. But like they, they don't even like lead you down the path. And I'm reading this from Cleveland.com. They don't even lead you down the path of maybe how that would happen. And so, like, how does a body sit on the side of a road? For I mean, dude, if a deer's on the side of the road, they'll call ODOT and have it, like, yanked out of there right. inside of a, a day. a couple days, yeah. I was going to say 24 hours usually, I think. I mean, dude, you leave your car on the side of the road tonight and see how long it sits there. Right? Not very long. So how did this happen? I mean, I don't, I'm, I, I'm not trying to say somebody just left her there. They didn't care, but it's like, I'm well, surprised. And again, like, I don't know the street. I don't know Diamond Street. So, like, for all I know, it could be, you know, not heavily traveled. Maybe that's the case. Right, 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 right. You throw a bunch of different things, not heavily traveled, who dark, knows? you know, who knows where, where the nearest light was. But, I mean, obviously somebody did hit her and leave her there. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that uh, guy or that person knew that, that somebody had been hit. And, and that's the thing is, I mean, I understand you, you, you find yourself in a situation where it's like, dude, I never thought. I was going to hit a human being with my car. Like, you know, eventually you're going to get into a car accident. Maybe you think you're going to hit a dog, you're going to hit an animal, something like that. But, dude, you hit a person and all of a sudden you're in a panicked mode. I genuinely get that. I understand that. And you don't know what to do. But, like, how, like, what a terrible decision of, like, all right, well, I'm driving away. Like, all right, I'm out of here. Um, this sort of happened to my mom. 
and uh, and I meant to talk about this when we were talking about Roy Moore because you know they had uh, you know his wife had said, well, we're not you know we're not you know anti-Jew. One of our lawyers is a Jew. Okay, and it was like, man, that kind of came off anti-Semitic there to me. Anyway, it did. And when I was a kid, my mom had been accused of being an anti-Semite over hitting somebody with her car. Okay, so I grew up in Aurora Shores. And uh, and when I was real little, we lived on a, a street called Pirate's Trail, and it was a dead end street, right? So like basically, the only people that were on the street are people who lived on the street, right? Right. So up the street from us was my buddy, and uh, you know his family lived there, and he had a couple of brothers, and uh, Mark was his first name. I'm not going to give you his last name, and uh, they were Jewish. Okay, and I didn't really understand the differences in those two things. I remember my dad trying to tell me, like, you know, as he was a minister, like, there's differences in religions. You're going to maybe hear or see things over there. Here's what's going on with that. There's some differences, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, though, most kids are just like, yeah, dude, I hate I, this. I hate Sundays, too. Oh, my God. You have to go sit in some room with a bunch of people you don't like either. Dude, so do I. It right. Sucks. It's, it's right. Same right. thing. So winter hits and it's like like a full blown blizzard out. All right. Right. And so my buddy was like shoveling the driveway for his family. And my mom had been driving down the street, and apparently he was doing that thing where you shovel the snow out of your driveway and you actually take it all the way into the street there. And so he was standing in the street, and apparently, I don't know if she didn't see him or what, but she had hit him with like the bumper of her car. Now, she didn't run him over. Like, she just kind of, like, knocked him over. Give him a little nudge there. Yeah, okay. like how in the movies you'll see, like, Tony Soprano run you down and, like, take out the kneecap with, you know, with the Lexus there because you owe him the VIG. And so, like, it was like one of those. Okay. Where she kind of, like, had nicked him in the leg with the car with the Chevy Celebrity. I'll never forget. Okay. Because like, my dad had just got it for for Christmas. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I did she drive up into the yard or the driveway? Or no, what? she was on the street. Okay. And that was, like, her. And actually, that's what the co- the cops got involved and everybody. They were like, well, I mean, he was in the street and, like, you know, the okay. whole thing. Okay. But it became then that I was no longer allowed to hang out there. And I was no, he was no longer allowed to be friends with me because his parents were making the connection that my father was a minister. And so obviously my family is secretly anti-Semitic and my mom tried to <laughs> mow one of their sons down with the car, which is, of course, a pretty serious reach. Well, I was going to say, I mean, like, if you were really so like, yo, F Jews, I mean, wouldn't you hit them a little harder? And like, like, I would think so, but like, that was like the thing, and I was never friends with that guy ever again. I, uh, I, I, it's, and so like, that was a weird, weird thing. I don't know this to be true, but um, listeners are emailing me and telling me that that's the same street that the two kids from Glen Oak had the car accident. Oh. I didn't. I, I. I have no idea. All right. I don't know that to be true yet. We will look into that and find out if that is true, and uh, we'll try to figure that out. Although I don't think that that would have been the same. I mean, I. I, I mean, that might just be a coincidence. I don't think, think oh, that those yeah. two things aren't necessarily related. Yeah, coincidence, or like maybe this is just a dangerous strip of road. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are certainly some areas out, out there where it's like, all right, where it's a little more likely to be in an accident, maybe a little less lit, maybe a little less, you know, yeah. a little less regulated. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, dude, it's terrifying. Like, the texting and driving thing has me terrified of this. Because, again, I read a story, this is somewhere else, I think, I don't know, Denver or something, where a guy was, like, driving down the street, wasn't paying attention, hit a kid, killed him, and he's going to do 20 years in prison. Jeez. 20 years. Like, that guy woke up that day and just was going to work, didn't think anything of it, and now something that, something as simple as checking a text message on his phone is now going to put him behind bars for 20 
years. Yeah, and at this point, I, I, my concern is it's not even like people checking text messages or sending text messages. It's just people blatantly looking at their phone like, oh, hey, I want to continue to play this game of Angry Birds. I'm going to keep doing it while I'm driving. Oh, hey, I'm just going to scroll through I'm my bored. Facebook page. Right. Or, hey, I'm just going to look at my Twitter timeline where it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like texting is any better, but like, I feel like at this point, it's not even like the, the concept of texting. Is like driving. an emergency message right, or anything. Right, 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 right. Or something like, hey, like this just popped up on my phone. It's just people like, no, I'm bored. And, and it's like, dude, well, you're driving. So like, it's, it's okay to be a little bit bored. Right. One activity is enough. You know, the, the, the activity of driving should be enough, but that's just one of those things. And we're all guilty of it. I really have been trying to get much, much better about it. Uh, you know, over the last few years, I was one of those people initially. I was like, ah, I could text and drive. It's fine. People are a bunch of sissies. But in reality, you don't understand how much your eyes are really off the road in those situations. And it's just like jail scares the, he- you know, the hell out of me. And so when I started thinking about stuff like that, it's like, nah, dude, like I am not risking my freedom over my Twitter. Like that's not going to happen. That's not going to be part of my life. It turns out that there's a new study that suggests that Fantone and I both might end up being gay. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stans right here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. So if you've been looking for a new car, they're really the way to go. You can start online at Wakeham.com. That website is spelled W-A-I-K-E-M.com. You'll see there they have over 500 pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. So no matter what it is you're thinking about, make, model, price range, they got you covered. And at Wakeham, they deal with over 30 different lenders. So no matter what your credit issues have been, trust me, I had my fair share when I showed up there. They still got me financed, got me the exact car I was looking for. With over 30 different lenders, they can find you the loan and the payments that you need to make a new car a reality. As we head into the winter, you really don't want to be messing around with a car that might not start or break down on the freeway. You don't want to be dealing with all that. So like I said, start online at Wakeham.com, W-A-I-K-E-M.com, or head up to the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. If you head up there, you'll be able to do what I did. You'll save the Wakeham Way. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. A listener of ours, Brian, wrote in and says, I live on Apple Grove. It's the first main street south of Diamond. Diamond has a very deep ditch close to the road where the body was found. There's no house across the street from an outdoor soccer complex. That part of Diamond is not traveled all that much. It's also two miles down the road from where the accident was with the Glen Oak brothers who died. So, okay, so there was a ditch there, and there isn't a house across the street. I was making, I was just asking the question, like, I just c- couldn't believe that a body could be on the side of the road for a couple of days and not have anybody see it. But, Still, I mean. But, but, you know, there you go. Brian, uh, shedding some light on that for us. I appreciate that, buddy. Thanks. So it turns out, Phantom, you and I both might be gay. All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I am. I feel like at this point, 33, I probably would have figured that out. Pretty now. heterosexual. I mean, yeah, I, dude, people know. come out all the time. You all never right. know. All right. They say, and you and I both have this in common, that having an older brother increases your likelihood of being gay. Now, before I get into like why they think this. There was part of me that went when I read it, and this is not scientifically based, okay? But there is part of me that when I read it went, yeah, all right, I could see that. That maybe what you have happening there is you have an overdominant male in the house, 
and maybe it, it kind of moves you into another direction? Maybe. Again, that's, like I said, not scientifically based, but I was like, eh, maybe there's some stuff there. But they say if you're a guy with an older brother, there's a very increased chance that you're gay. And they say they've noticed this pattern in some previous research, but they think they have a biological explanation. And they say it starts well before birth. Okay. These results were published in the journal, in, in the medical journals on Monday. The researchers say that if their findings can be replicated, we may know at least one of the biological reasons some men end up gay. Okay, so this is more evidence of this is something that you're born as opposed to something you decide? Yes. Okay. Which, for me, I feel like it's a weird thing to be diving into. Of like, what makes you gay? What was it? This and that. Like, why do we care? Like, ultimately, dude, it's not a criminal thing. Ultimately, it's like, I, I feel like we're trying to, to, to examine it, to explain it away. And that feels strange to me. Hmm. I guess I didn't look at it from that perspective. Like, why, why, why are we so obsessed with it? Like, it's not criminal. Right, it's not immoral. Well, I guess some people will say that it is, but I but, mean... But, dude, that gets weird there, where morality lines get drawn in this and that. There right. are hard-to-find morality issues like murder, and then most of them are just, like, gray areas. A lot of them. I won't say most, but a lot of them. But, the, like, the diving into, like, we gotta know what makes you do this. Like, to me, it feels like you're trying to find the thing that, that, that it, it almost feels like we're doing all the studies to prove it the other way. To, to prove, like, why, see, your kid doesn't have to be gay. And to me, that feels bad and just not right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I don't like it. I'm sure there are, at the very least, there's an argument to be made of, like, well, the reason you want to find this is, hey, we've isolated the gay gene. So we can get rid of it. Right. Therefore, we, you, you know, right? when you have kids. It just seems strange to me. Because, dude, I just, dude, I've been pro, like, gay marriage, like, honestly, my whole, like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why people are so concerned about it. Yeah, I don't want to get into the world of, like, where we're, like, di- you know, designing our children. I mean, I, I don't want that. I, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't want that. I mean, I, I would want my kids to be skinnier than me, but, like, I don't know how we get there yet, right? Many factors, they say, determine someone's sexual orientation but in this case researchers noticed a pattern (coughs) that they think is linked to something that happens in the womb of the woman all right the phenomenon is related to a protein linked to the y chromosome which women do not have okay and it is important to male brain development the y chromosome researchers think that it's possible that when a woman gets pregnant with her first boy, Fantone, that what happens is this Y-linked protein gets into her bloodstream. The mother's body recognizes the protein as a foreign substance. Okay. That and then sense. her immune system responds, creating antibodies. And they say if enough of these antibodies build up in the woman's body and she gets pregnant with another boy, they can cross the placental barrier and enter the brain of the second male fetus. Okay. That may alter the functions in the brain. They say changing the direction of how the male fetus may later develop their sense of attraction. Now, it should be pointed out that these studies were done by psychologists. Earlier research has shown that the more older boys, the more older brothers a boy has, the more of a chance the boy will be attracted to men. Yeah, because at that point, under this theory, there's more and more of that protein floating around in your mom's womb there. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if she's had three boys, right. then, then you keep increasing it. And I like how they mention, like, you know, or you say, like, hey, it's psychologists that did this. All right, so it's not gas station employees, <laughs> but it's, so, okay, so it's somebody there. Okay. Well, 
I don't know. Do you bring a surgeon in here and, and do some of that? When you start talking about things crossing into bloodstreams and this, this and that, dude, give me a couple of, you know, give me a couple of ER doctors. Right, with, but I mean, they're not just like, they're not just random people we picked up. On no, I mean, like, right, yeah, do do? I mean, dude, they don't work at Majoris. No, okay. I'm just, right. you know what I mean? But right. there's something about that that I feel like let's get, let's get a couple of other people involved in this too. A 2006 study, however, showed that with each brother, the chance that a man will be gay goes up by a third. They, they say at that time they couldn't figure out why that was. They tested a small group of 142 women and 12 men ages 18 to 80 and found a higher concentration of antibodies to the protein known as NLGN4Y in blood samples from women than men. They found that the highest concentration of antibodies to the protein in women with gay younger sons who had older brothers compared with women who had no sons or had given birth to only heterosexual boys. You see what I'm saying there? So the protein rate, it actually rated higher in their systems okay. when they had a gay second son. Okay. See, um, I'm just going to go to Christmas and my brother's going to be like, I knew it. Like, oh, that, like That's exactly what my brother's going to say. Um, I, I wonder how this correlates with firstborn gay children. You know what I mean? They don't answer that. I wonder how this correlates with lesbians. You know what I mean? Like something, something else is happening there. If this, if this is true on one side of the coin, well, like that's what I'm saying. That's why, dude, like a medical doctor wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to have in here. Well, if anything, I think this just kind of shows, like, hey, maybe this rabbit hole's worth going a little deeper into. Yeah, I don't think that this is this is necessarily like here's what it is, but it is an interesting thing. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of the gay guys I know and whether or not they have an older brother. And, like, is there... All right, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a person from my family. My cousin Jimmy's gay. Right. He has an older sister. No brothers. So, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be, like, a cause and effect relationship solely. Yeah, I don't think this will be the one and only thing, but if this is one never of the thought factors... I would have never thought of that. But right now, my brother's in Vegas saying, I knew it. And I guess probably taking some sort of like victory lap in his mind about like I'm the one who made him gay. <laughs> <laughs> he would too. He would. I, don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I um, you're right with lesbians. I'm interested to see how that works. Yeah, how does that all work out? I again at the at the risk of sounding ignorant to it. Right. I just thought, man, I was like, maybe it's like. You know, you have an overdominant brother the way I right. did. Maybe they just kind of get you to the point where it's like you, you kind of turn into a man pleaser. Right. And before you know it, like just trying to gain acceptance, before you know it, you start crossing the line. Because people go back and forth on whether or not it's it's a learned thing or you're born this way or, you know what I mean? People go back and forth. The scientific community has gone back and forth on it. I mean, it, it is kind of a little bit like, whoa, to me, where it's like, this is before like you're even fully developed as a fetus. Like this right. is very, very early in this process. So like I don't know, just a bit interesting thought there, I guess. And again, I just think like the examination of it. Now maybe what they're gonna say is is like, well, dude, we're trying to examine it so we can say to people, no, dude, this is biology. Right. Like there's no like stop making it about they're awful. It's biology that did this. You know what I mean? So maybe that's the case. But just the examination of like of the constant like obsession with looking into what makes a person gay just feels to me like we're just trying to find the thing that says, see, you're faking it. And that to me feels awful. I've never understood 
why people care who somebody else sleeps with. Adults and adults. Outside of that, like, dude, kids and animals and that whole thing, you're an awful person. But do you really care? Does it really affect your life if your neighbors are two dudes and they bang? Or your neighbors are two women and they have sex? I don't get it. Like, what, what about it? It does not affect my life whatsoever. They don't make me watch. They don't make me go over their house and, like, officiate it. They're not in your bedroom thinking about how terrible it is and how pathetic it must be to continuously three-pump missionary into your wife for the last 30 years. They're not judging you for that. Why the hell do we got to get all up in gay people's business? I don't get it. Just let me gay. You know, a lot of gay people say to do the obsession with it is, is that straight people are trying to figure out the happiness of it. And that secretly you're mad because you're not as happy. Not having kids. There's the happiness. Bang. There I, it is. I would, I would, I, I would tend to believe that that's, it's probably not 100% of it, but I'm going to ballpark it at like 65. It's just the two of you, two incomes, no children. Like, just traveling the world. Sounds fantastic. Being in shape. Abs. Oh my God! They're stereotyping black or gay guys in there now. There's some black gay guys in there too. Why yeah, not? I mean, sure. I'm sure we got a couple of them, right? Frank writes in says, "My mom had five boys, zero girls. We're all married to women with kids." I say BS. Okay, Frank. I'm not saying this about you. Plenty of gay dudes are married with kids. Plenty of them. As a matter of fact, up until recently, most because society kind of pushed them into what was. Normal, as I air quote it. There's no such thing as normal. No two of us are the exact same. There's no normality in the human being. We're all abnormal. Welcome to it. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. Can be heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. And uh, actually, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about right now. All right. So I bitch about the internet a lot. Right. And I make the claim that technology has ruined a lot of things in this country, and it has. It's made a lot of things better, don't get me wrong, but it has ruined a lot, right? But I made the observation, and I actually posted this via Twitter, so the irony is abound here, where I gotta admit, dude, being able to stream albums that I've had in storage, and that I haven't owned since the LP era through my phone, is an amazing thing. It's awesome, right? And I love it. As a matter of fact, I just, I, I was over the weekend. I don't know how it happened, but I went down like the 80s metal, like rabbit hole, not like the hair metal, but like Iron Maiden and Motorhead and Judas Priest and that whole thing. And I had forgotten how good some of those Motorhead songs were, like Killed by Death and all that stuff. I was like, man, is this stuff really, really good? And it just kind of struck me. It, it frustrates me sometimes that you have the availability for every song literally on the face of the planet that has ever existed, and still, for some reason or another, I'm just listening to the, the same, same crap songs. over and over and over and it's over It's just again. who human beings are. We're, we're, you know, we are those people. I do it, too. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, is because when I pull up my account, especially when I hear a new song I like, and I'm like, man, that's good. I'll listen to that song 50 times that day, and probably right. hundreds of times over the next week. And so there's always part of me being suspicious and being on the hunt for something where I'm like, is somebody on iHeartRadio like watching all this going, geez, dude, how many times are you going to listen to We Own It by 2 Chains? Like, come on. Like, how many times is this going to happen? And I was like, ah, nobody cares enough to do that stuff. Right. Well, then Netflix the other day, via their Twitter account, posted, 
Hey, to all of you that have been watching the same Christmas movie every night for the last 30 nights straight, right. we f- we're here for you or we feel for you or something. Basically saying, like, dude, you're lonely and sad, right? Okay. And I thought to myself, what a terrible system for Netflix's Twitter yeah. to use. Don't judge me. Yeah. Don't judge me. Y- yeah. There's, I, no, I, there's no victory there for you, What right? do you get? Right. What do you get? Basically, all you're doing is making people like me suspicious of you, right? So now I'm paying you $11 a month to spy on me? It's weird. Right? It's just strange. Because, again, and he, and I thought about myself when they did it. Because I watch pretty much the same things over and over and over again. And a lot of the times when I'm watching Netflix, it's not in the middle of the afternoon. Let me turn this on. Let me watch it. I'm normally turning it on as I'm laying down in bed and I just need white noise on in the background. Yeah. So I'll often turn The West Wing on because it's a show I know and, I know. and I've seen it so many times I can recite every single line of every single episode that I, it won't keep me awake. I'll right. just kind of like nod off and like watch it. Interesting enough to like keep your attention for a second, but at the same time not keeping you awake. I, I think when it comes to like when when I go to bed, it's usually like I don't know one of four different sitcoms just that I've on. already torn through a hundred a million times. times. Yeah, right. And so lately, I've been binge watching Sons of Anarchy. Okay, and I've been doing it the same way since I watched Sons of Anarchy when it originally when it originally aired and was out and all that. Like I like I started it. I think last week. I just I, like I'm on season seven already because what happens is is like. Like I'll turn it on at night, and then like six episodes will run while you're sleeping, and I wake up and I don't go back and watch them. I'm like, all right, well, I can you figure it out. Know what I, I, can, I know what happened. I can figure it out from here. Now, you when you first started rewatching Sons of Anarchy a couple of weeks ago, you were like, God, this is not. As it good was as bad. Is, is, is it improved? So here's what Sons of Anarchy did, and I feel like a lot of shows do this: is the first season is like, oof. Man, they don't know what this is going to be yet. They don't know did we get the right actors? We got a bunch of un, uh, like unknown or lesser known guys here because it helps you it helps suck you into the world versus like what is Tom Cruise doing on a Harley? So like so like there's there's some of that, right? And so some of the acting's not great. And then in the middle of it it starts to get like, "Oh, dude, this is getting pretty good." And then you get to like season five and it falls completely apart. Like it's like every other TV show seasons two through four, pretty good. And then after that, it's like, man, this is not very good. Okay. And so I've been starting to think about more and more stuff to start watching on Netflix. There's actually a doc. Oh, as a matter of fact, I watched a documentary over this last weekend. If you're into music documentaries, watch Hired Gun. It's not my favorite one I've seen on Netflix, but it was pretty good. It's about people who aren't necessarily in a band. They get asked to come in and play parts. And by the way, it shoots a hole in the boat of what everybody's always telling me. Oh, songwriters and nobody did that. They go into how your favorite musicians have been using studio musicians to make those guitar licks you like since the beginning of time. Your favorite guitar player isn't playing on your favorite record. I've been saying it for years and sure enough this documentary goes yeah here it is. I, and I knew about this obviously because they used to replace Ace Freely in the studio all the time because the guy can't play a lick. Like that's just the way it is. And so like if, if you're into music documentaries, Hired Gun was alright. But there's another documentary I'm thinking about watching. It's called Voyeur. Okay. And it's a true story where a guy bought like some low rent run down side of the road motel where you like park outside your door and he set up spy cams in the entire place had like an upstairs studio in it where he just had like screens just watching everything that happened in that hotel and it's like honestly it just looks so creepy that's on my list to watch i think surviving capitalism is another thing i have pegged i want to watch that that looks like that's going to be a pretty big documentary so netflix has revealed its most watched shows of 2017 all right 
this last year. You're going to start to see a lot of this kind of stuff as we you know wind the year down here. Right. And they did it in a bunch of different ways. Shows we devoured in 2017. Shows we savored in 2017, meaning like you, you watched them slow. Like you're a saverer. Yeah. Fantone's not a binge watcher. You watch one episode a day and then it's like that's it. Yeah, I um I I really wish I had even more discipline in this in the sense of I wish I could say like all right, you know, Tuesdays at seven o'clock, we're watching that next episode of like whatever. how TV scheduled, right? Right, how it originally was, and like you know, and I mean, like, well, okay, well, we're gonna watch that at Tuesdays at seven, and then at you know Wednesdays at, at you know at five thirty, we'll watch this. But I, I think I think that you know, watching eight episodes in a row of something, you just lose the number one, the you appreciation. Lo- of you it. lose any sense of what's coming up next because it's instantly available to you. There's no like reflection. Yeah, so people say that the reflection's a good point, but people say that all the time. Like, well, you know, you know, somebody said to me, well, you know, Sons of Anarchy isn't meant to be watched that way. It's meant to be digested and thought about. It's like, dude, the cliffhanger still works. If the, the cliff, that's why the cliffhangers are still in shows that they want you to binge. It's because that's how you sit there and watch the next episode five minutes, the same system as it would have been waiting the next week. The cliffhanger still totally works. I'm not sure that argument holds up. And then another one of these categories are the shows that brought us together, like shows you decided to watch together. So stuff that people would cheat on their better half with, meaning you were watching it together, but you would skip ahead. Number 10, Grace and Frankie. I, I I don't know much about that. Number nine was Black Mirror. People tell me that's good. I've never seen it. Marvel's Iron Fist. I, I dude, I started watching that and then I felt like it was like the, it just went off the rails pretty fast. Number seven was Mine Hunter. So very good, but I like true stories. That's just who I am. Number six is Marvel's The Defenders. Um, five was Ozark, which I had a weird thing happen with Ozark. I like Jason Bateman. I like the story of Ozark. I watched every single episode. Thought it was great. Then it got to the season finale. Didn't watch it. Was like, all right, I'm already here. Yeah, I didn't feel compelled to watch the season finale. Isn't that strange? Like, you put all that time and effort into it, all watched it all. You get to the final, the culmination of it, and I was like, "Eh, yeah, I don't get it. Number four was 13 Reasons Why, which was the show about suicide. Um, It was in the crosshairs of a lot of people. Narcos was a show people could not stop cheating on their partner with and just had to watch more. Stranger Things came in at number two. And number one is a show that I just do not get the appeal of. I tried. I tried to watch the first season of it, and I just thought it was pissed poor and that's orange is the new black like i don't get that show at all i don't get people who are going to cheat on their spouse with a show where it's like if you're gonna watch ahead of them you're gonna have to re-watch that episode anyway and you're gonna sit there and pretend to be like surprised like i i don't get that i would do it I, I, everything you just said makes all the sense in the world you're not wrong and yet i'll still do it so the shows that people devoured the Keepers, Travelers, Anne with an E, Marvel's Iron Fist, 13 Reasons Why, 3%, I don't know, any, most of the stuff. Gilmore Girls, the new one, Suburba. And here's the number one show that people devoured is this show that you told me about. And I got to be honest with you. Maybe it's good. I don't know. I would have no idea how to because I've never seen not a single minute of it. And it's because the idea of it sounds so childish and so stupid to me, I can't get by it. Which is American Vandal? Oh, it was hilarious. Where this hilarious. kid's the, the premise is this kid spray painting penises on cars. I can't get past it. Well, but like it, it just sounds so 
stupid. That's like the start of it. And then it's kind of the story that happens over like in like this kid's making a documentary trying to prove his innocence and the, you go through this like is it, you know. I hear it's a mockumentary around um, um, making a murder. Yes, very much so. And uh I mean it's I, good, I found huh? it to, I found it to be hilarious, dude. Like honestly like laugh out loud like it's multiple that times. Good. And it's only half an hour episodes too, so like you tear through it pretty quick and like no, I I really liked American Vandal. I just I can't get over the premise of the show. So let me ask you: If I'm I'm six episodes in, am I still dealing with penises drawn on cars? Um, it's it's a part of every episode, but it's not like it's not like the story isn't about him like trying to go like, hey, let's go draw more penises. It's like, hey, this happened, and then here's what happened afterwards. So okay. no, it's not it's not it's not about like it's not about a kid who's just going out there and like vandalizing with penises every day. It's this is the story. That and they're making him the van. That because of this, and he's trying to prove his innocence. And this kid's making a documentary about it. And there's no dude, honestly, really, really funny. And like, I mean, it just it's it's raunchy. It's like quick witted. It's um, it's 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 everything that I wanted out of a show, man. I really enjoyed that this year. I only know one other person that watched it, and she normally gives me pretty good advice on on television shows. You both very rarely will 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 lead me down a path I don't want to be on. I know what you don't like, and there's some shows where I'm like, nah, bro, that ain't for you. Like, are, are you watching Big Mouth on Netflix? Yes, and, I have watched. Now, that. am I gonna like that? Um, not as much as American Vandal. I'll like American Vandal more. I think so. Big Mouth is about like just kids going through puberty and middle right. schoolers and it's things a cartoon, like that, right? and it's raunchy and like it's it's dirty. Is it dirty stuff. for the sake of being dirty, well, or are the jokes r- like really good? It's, they're good jokes. I mean, but like puberty is a dirty time. It like is. You're yeah, using, that's true. You know, you're using swear words you don't understand. You're saying things you don't understand, and that's Pimples because and- right, you're just pushing, you're just pushing that that envelope because you're 14. And, and like, I, I, no, both those, dude, Big Mouth and uh, and American Vandal really enjoyed both of those. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I uh, I recommend Hired Gun, and I'm I'm going to be watching Voyeur today. I want if you if, if you're watching documentaries, if you haven't watched. Yeah, Pervert Park is really good on Netflix. So. Yeah, so I heard about this. Dude, give people like a little rundown of what Pervert Park now, is. Now, a big part of this is is that you have to remember that these people are liars. There's no question about it. But what it is, is there's a um, trailer park in Florida, which... Pff, <laughs> Surprise. Right. But there's a trailer park in Florida, and it essentially works with people who are you know convicted sex offenders. So if you're a rapist and you get out of jail and you can't go anywhere else... This place will take you, and then like you just live somewhere. You just get into these stories of like, how did you become this person? What happened to you? And like I said, these people are liars. There's no question about it. But like the the stories that these people will tell will blow you away. Just absolutely jaw drop you. No, you're pretty discerning as a person. So walking away from that. What did you think the percentage of stuff you believed was? 70? 80? Well, because that's the thing is like, you know, I believe that effed up things happen to people and that's why they end up being who they are. But I also believe that sex predators are liars. So I didn't, I don't know. I don't know if it was 50 50. I don't know. I don't know what that, what that number was. Interesting. We have some Kid Rock tickets as he's playing February 24th. Let's get you hooked up right now. We'll take caller 20, 1 800 243 7625 on those and start New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino next on Rock 1069. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. A set of tickets for the Canton Charge game this Friday, which is actually Cavs night at the Canton Charge game. Indeed it is, dude. Uh, Cavaliers legends on hand. Screen team will be there. We're going to have all sorts of uh, good times. Everybody that uh, that gets there, or the first 2,500 people that get there, are going to walk away with a retro Cavaliers t-shirt. 
So that covers a lot of the people that are going to be there. Yeah, right? dude, get there and get there early. Be ready to party, people. That's right. Tickets so, available at cantoncharge.com. They're also available on the program. We'll pass those out here in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. We're going to start this week's episode, which is brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, by the way, with new Eminem. His new song is uh, about white privilege, and it's called Untouchable. We have that now. I mean, if they are hiding drugs, then back inside is where you go. And that if you're leaving the dope house and you're hiding Heidi Klum, which I'm assuming is what? Heroin? H for H there, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm guessing it's heroin. But I mean, dude, if you're hiding drugs in the car, then jail is where you go. I, well, and I think that's a part of what he's saying, or at least part of what the, what the point is when you, the first song first started is that we'll never see each other. And I think he's trying to get both perspectives here. You know what I ah, mean? All right. All right. Maybe. Just in case the chase might have so we got the trident to pistol to ride it to we'd be delighted to unload it in your back and walk up and lay that taser on the side of you. Well, that doesn't sound like he's trying to show both sides there. And just in case a chase might ensue, we got that tried and true pistol drewed right at you. We'd be delighted to unload it in your back and walk up and lay the taser on the side of you. That doesn't look sound like he's trying to expose both sides to me. To unload it in your back and walk up and lay that taser on the side of you. Up up what what the am I to do? I keep telling myself, keep doing like you're doing. No matter how many lives you ruin, it's for the red, white, and blue. Time to go find a new one. It's split his head right too. No one's ever indicted you. Why? Because you're a white boy, white boy. You're a rock star. White boy, white boy. In your cop car. White boy, white boy. You're untouchable. Nobody can tell you because I'm a big rock star. Again, this was not me. This was actually pointed out by a guy named Owen Benjamin on uh, on Facebook the other day, which is, no, dude, we're not allowed to get their culture, right? Because then then we're appropriating their culture, and then that makes them the racist. Wow, dude, the rhyming is awful. Like, it's, dude, this is, uh, this whole song so far is a big, huge stretch at a rhyme. What we call them pig styes for, they're like eyesores to police. Talk too like you're just a piece of trash. Feels like we're stuck in a time warp to me. As I kick these facts and get these mixed reactions, as this beat backspins, it's like we're drifting back in to the 60s, having black skin is risky, cause this keeps happening. 
Throughout history, African Americans have been treated like ish. And I admit there have been times where it's been embarrassing to be a white boy, white boy, you're a rock star. I would agree with that. That there are times in this country, racially and socially, where I have thought to myself, man, I'm embarrassed to be part of that group of people, and I would hate for anybody to put me in that group of people. I would, I would agree with that, Eminem. Seems like the average lifespan of a white man is more than twice than a black lifespan. I wonder sometimes if it has a price scanner. I feel like checking out on life can escape the circumstance. I'd rather hear him say die inward than die outward. Ninja, now it's better disguise banter, but that's life. Strapped because we're strapped financially and can't find answers. We're applying, but McDonald's seems to be the only franchise that'll hire. So, how can we have higher standards? As Dallas overshadows the battle for Black Lives Matter, we fight back with violence, but acts like batter. Black guys on the movement, which makes Black Lives Matter. At cops and cops matter. That was good to hear, right? I mean, saying things like Dallas are against the movement, right? Yeah, that has been misconstrued by people on the right as him saying that that's what should have happened, Dallas. And as I'm reading, and that's I was watching a video on that yesterday. As I'm reading this, as Dallas overshadows the battle for Black Lives Matter, we fight back with violent acts, but acts like that are black eyes on the movement, which makes Black Lives Matter and matter, not matter, is what he's saying there. That one's actually all right. He says, and and cops at cops and cops matter that's why it's a stalemate yeah that part right there if you really read it and really think about what he's saying that part's probably the strongest point in the song he's made so far back with violence but acts like that black guys on the movement which makes black lives matter at cops and cops matter that's why it's at a stalemate and can't arrive at a compromise so it's black ops i wonder if we hire more black cops the crap stops okay so i heard this yesterday and I don't know it to be true. I looked and I could not find the numbers this morning that African-Americans make up 13% of the population and yet African-American police officers make up 20% of the police force. So they're actually overrepresented in, in, on police forces. So I don't know if hiring more black cops is the answer, Eminem. The crap stops. The block is our backyards. Officers, not the crack spot. Call the attack dogs off of us. Man, you always act all pissed off at us at a traffic stop. Bad cops, oh, get up for the good cops. And man, stop sending white cops in the black neighborhoods who ain't acclimated to them. Like that's the way to do it. Who's seen some videos of rappers waving guns and know nobody black, so they act I don't love that. I don't love that. Saying that white cops shouldn't be able to patrol black neighborhoods. I don't like that. That seems that, that seems a little anti what the message should be. And that's racism, the fear that a black face gives them A subconscious racist, wait, why are there black neighborhoods? Cause America segregated us, designated us to an area, separated us Sectionated us when we tear it up, the only time attention's paid to us And education sucks, and every day's another Freddie Gray for us A levy breaks a fuzz, why is it? They treat us like dry 
We just want a safe environment for our kids, but can't escape the sirens. Don't take a scientist to see our violent Jesus, this is a long song. You think it's long because of how bad it is. Well, it's a minute and a half left, and we're already four, four and a half into it. Oh, so it is long. I thought it was just a miserable song, and so it felt long. These racial biases that plague our society, which makes our anxiety levels raise every time we see a devil's face. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. It's more like billy clubs and gats. And we really love it when you think we're guilty because we're black. But you kill each other. Bats, you kill each other's caps for silly stuff like hats. Single mothers struggling through substance abuse while people with nothing to lose shoot each other for shoes. Up your Republican views. Pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. What a up got a boots. And street actors a narrative. Don't gotta read comics or be that in the characters. Just to see that, just to be black, you better be strapped with a danger or be Captain America like Steve Rogers. Just no overseas, these cops and all we see is them beat charges. We didn't see them beat Rodney King unconscious and got off, so we don't need all you crooked police officers, peace offerings. Just keep marching till we reach Congress. But they're gonna say you're trying to take an irrational stance If you try to slander the flag But somebody has to be the sacrificial lamb So they call it a Kaepernick tantrum If Jesus. you for the national anthem We raise it, you better praise it Or you'll be made to feel like a traitor will Treat you like Rodney Dangerfield Home of the bravest still, racistville So this whole nation feels like a plantation field In a country that claims that its foundation Was based on United States ideals That had its natives killed Got you singing this star-spangled spiel To a piece of cloth that represents a land of the free That made people slaves to build So there's Eminem And what you're going to hear a lot of people say today Because I already I heard it online yesterday Is he keeps saying us, 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 us Meanwhile he's white And what do I always tell you about songwriting? What do I always tell you about Luke Bryan? People are like, he ain't really country. Sometimes songwriters are telling you somebody else's story. We make the assumption that every time we hear an artist talk that they're telling you solely their life. That's crazy. A director doesn't do that. I don't do that with my art form. Why would we think a musical artist is the, is the one art form where that's true? Sometimes they're telling you other people's stories. And Eminem happens to be a white artist who's entrenched in the black community. And uh, although I, I, would be, I would be curious to find out who's buying his albums. But I, but he's entrenched in, in that. And so I think what he's doing is telling you the stories of people that he knows. So you're going to hear people say that, us, who's us, who's us? He's telling you stories of people he knows, not necessarily his story, which is okay for a songwriter to do. Phantom, give me the vote there. Buddy. It's a turd. Um, I, I'm not surprised at all by like the content of the song. Not at all. I mean, that's what you would expect from Eminem. Um, I'm just, it was just a crappy song. Like it was way too long. There was no chorus to it. I don't think he intended the song to be a single and I don't, I, you know, but still like the rhymes were a stretch. Like you said, there wasn't too much redeeming about that song to me. I, uh, we're going to agree here on the first song of New Turd Tuesday. That song was a turd. It's a turd. And again, much like I say about Taylor Swift and some of the other artists I really like when we do this and when we play some of the other formats is that I hold the bar for Eminem so high that he was never going to cross it with that offering. We do have new Luke Bryan. That uh, song is called She's a Hot One. You're going to get that and charge tickets next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Stans right here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham is Stark County's turn on it because it's bad. 
six minute long turd, dude. Oh my god. Six plus right there. Dude, Jeez. that's a long time for a song, man. Like I said, there's no way that's a, an attempted single that's just a hey, I'm pissed. And it seems like that's gonna be his play now, is like, dude, and I get that. You've made enough money, you've I mean, had tw- enough, 12 right. albums in, whatever right. the hell it is. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just doing stuff just to do stuff now. I mean, my it just to me it sounds like and not I mean, I don't care, it doesn't matter to me, but it sounds to me like wasn't ready to put a project out yet. There was some stuff going on in the world, so let me get a project out there. That's the way it sounds to me. I have no idea if that's true or not. But not the best from Eminem there. Untouchable is the name of that. We do have the new Luke Bryan. His album, I don't know if this album's even out yet. I, uh, what Makes You Country is the name of the album. I remember we played you the title track yeah, one Yeah, we did. And uh, this is a new one. She's a hot one. A little different one time now. Sandsbury, come on now. Come on. little rocky coming out of here from Luke. Yeah, I don't hate it. Running kind of late, got her makeup half on, touch it up good enough. All whatever, all her girlfriends waiting outside on her. They've been blowing up her phone. Girl, come on, get yourself together. Got- Did he say they're out there vaping? Is that what was he said? Was that what he said? I want to hear that. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Well, we, we got the I unicorn hope poop not. here. All right, here we I go. I hope not. Half on, touch it up good enough. All whatever, all the girlfriends waiting outside on her. They've been blowing up her phone. Girl, come on, get your... Right? I mean, out there, outside on, on. Her, on her vaping, just sitting there. She got the, she got the E-pen Luke, right there. Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan, one time now, Stansbury. We ain't putting dippers in anymore. Nobody uh, wants cancer. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna use we're gonna use the E-cigs and stay at one time on, now. Hold on. Real Luke, counter style. She's a hot one she's lyrics. She's a hot Let's one. <laughs> That's fun. Big old dipper. All her girlfriends waiting outside on her. They've been blowing up her phone. Girl, come on. Let's hear it again. Yeah. Girlfriends waiting outside on her. They've been blowing up her phone. Girl. I think that's vaping, dude. I do. It doesn't have it written here, but this is not to say that. I mean, I don't know if Lyrics Genius is 100% accurate. Whatever. All her girlfriends waiting outside on her. They've been blowing up her phone. Girl, come on. Get yourself together. Got her hands up. She's so ready with the driver on the way. Skips the damn line. She ain't even got to pay. Putting that big bassy voice in the background, I feel like that's an old school country move that doesn't yeah, happen all the time not the anymore. Worst there, all yeah. right. Driver on the way, skips the damn line, she ain't even gotta pay. Well, of course you don't have to pay when you're going to bars in Navarre. Like, what are you paying for? There's no cover charge out there. What are you talking about, Luke Bryan? <laughs> I'm surprised there's doors. All right, let's stop right here. All right. All right, we all know that girl, right? Okay. We've all, da- every guy's dated that girl where it's like, oh, dude, this girl is a wreck, but she's so hot and the sex is so good. It's crazy, bitch, right? We, we, we've all been there, right? Okay. It's but, crazy, crazy, I think oh, is what they call oh, it. Oh, well, yeah, stage. sorry. I, I, for, I forgot. It's I for, a bitchless edit. Yeah, I forgot the company went through and washed out every awful thing every rock star ever said. It's a bitchless all edit. Right, so let's, let's, I'm going to read you this chorus, all okay? Right. She starts feeling the buzz about shot one. Hips start swaying when the DJ drops one. She's in against the law. Call the cops one. She's in against the law. 
So am I to then think that this woman is underage? Now, granted, you could be 18 under the age to be in a bar and still right. legally allowed to have sex with a grown-up person. Yeah. Or you could, you know, be 14, maybe Roy Moore style. You don't know. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm saying, Good Lord. You, you don't, we don't know. But you got, like, dude, like, I got to wonder, is that going to be the next part of this wave? Where if you look back on some of the best songs in history, it's about dudes who are obsessed with girls who aren't ready to be 18 yet. Look at Winger 17. Not like that's one of the greatest songs in history, but like there's a great example of it, right? Where it was like in your face. Like they weren't even trying to hide it. It was in your face. And you got to wonder moving forward, are we going to look negatively on those kinds of things in our art forms? Having sex with minors it feels like a decent line to draw. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't necessarily, I can't yeah, be like, I mean, I don't hate it. Right. I'm, I'm not just, like, you know, we got, we got to stand by people who want to have sex with teenagers. <laughs> no, no not, that's what we have to do. I'm not I'm saying that. But, but again, like you start fine tooth combing songs. We're going to find out, dude, there's a lot of stuff that we've been celebrating. That's not great. So many hip hop references in this song, dude. Just filled with them. Yeah, Just I mean, with them. they've been going this way for a while. I'm here, ain't watching her do her thing, make it rain. Got to mind, she's working next. Got him spilling beer, putting that bartender through a year or two of junior college. She's like to get them Dolce Vitas on the bar. It's all but all over the minute she starts. Wow, this is rough. The buzz, a best shot, one hip starts swaying when the DJ drops one. She's in against the law, call the cops one. Yeah, she might be a mess, but she's a hot one with the are they necessarily implying that she's underage there or that she's drunk? And she's in I, against the law. Uh, to me, in, yeah. for, for to say she's in the bar against the law, I draw the line of underage. All the cops won, yeah, she might be a mess, but she's a hot one with the little jeans and white teeth. She might rev up an old boy's heart or even stop one putting on a show tonight, letting go tonight. She might be a mess. But she's a hot one, like the summer heat where she comes from. She's burning me down, just look at her now. Oh, my God. Luke Bryan really pushing things in, like, the musical aspect of this song. Yeah, he is. Not the right way, though. about she looks so good it should be against the law. Right. Why does she got to be right. in the bar against the law? Like that I don't get. She's a hot one with the little jeans and white teeth. She might rev up an old boy's heart or even stop one. Putting on a show tonight, letting go tonight. She might be a mess, but she's a hot one. What's up now? The song's not good, but immediately when I was listening to it, I, he took me right back to that chick, and he's like, and I'm like, yeah, he's right. Like, she's a mess. 
but man, was she hot. Fantone, give me the vote there. On that. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. Really? Yeah, I'm going to call that one half a turd. Um, wow. And, 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 and the reason why is I just feel like there's so many chicks out there that identify themselves as hot or hot messes. This song is going to find a place. And He's talking about me. me. Oh, my gosh. He's, He's talking, talking about, about me. me. It's blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. Um, and the only thing I'll say is why are you releasing this in December, bro? Wait for March, April, May, and then you have a summer hit on your hands. Oh, uh, well, that might have been me. Because he, like, all right, we have a service that we download songs to play right. on the radio. Our company kind of owns it, right? Right. And so when you go to it, it'll give you, like, the new releases, and they had, like, every song off this album. Oh, okay, so maybe and, it's not getting pushed yet. No, okay. and I grabbed the song, She's a Hot One, because I, <laughs> I know Luke Bryan as an artist, and I was like, that's not good. <laughs> and so, like, I, I didn't listen to it. I knew it wouldn't be good. And here's the thing. I loved the title track, What Makes You Country. I still listen to it. I love that song, Right. I and I said that song would be a hit, but I am suspicious that you're right, and this song here is going to be a bigger song, even though I don't think it's anywhere near as good. Because I think you're right. I think women are going to identify and go, "Yeah, that's me." And again, like I said, every guy's dated that chick. I think it's a massive turd. It's a turd. But I think Fans Home will end up being right in the sense that it will probably find its home, and it will end up being. Half of a turd. We have new Queens of the Stone Age. Feet don't fail me. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here from North Kenton Collision. The folks.com missed anything from this morning? You can podcast it there. And uh, I had proof yesterday that, that the listeners do podcast the show quite a bit. Okay. Because a guy hit me up yesterday. He was like, yo, man, I'm listening to one of your shows from two years ago. It's like, and apparently... You were making one of your dates macaroni and cheese and hot dogs for dinner. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what she wanted. That's what Callie wanted. Like, she was coming down to my house for the first time to, like, hang out. I was going to make her dinner. And I was like, well, what do you want? I'll, I'll make you anything you want. I enjoy cooking. So I'll make you anything you want. She was like, don't laugh at me, but I want macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. And I was like, what? And, you know, I started, so her and I, I, I hit, hit her up last night about that. And I said, hey, you know, a guy every shot made me think about you. And I said, you know, I've been thinking about macaroni and cheese and hot dogs all day. So then next thing I know, her and I are texting back and forth for like an hour and a half last night. She was keeping me awake, actually. And I started thinking about it. I was like, dude, that was a chick whose perfect Friday night was let her open two beers, sit on the couch, eat dinner, and she would watch you play video games. And that was like the perfect Friday night for her. I, and then I saw, I was thinking to myself, like last night as I was texting back and forth, I was like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> Like what did I did I hit the girlfriend jackpot? What the hell was and I'll I? I'll look at you. What are you doing right now? <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? Like and but that's what happens in relationships. You start looking back on all the positives and you don't think about the things that weren't going so great for you. Like living 45 50 minutes apart is not ideal. And there were a couple other things and that weren't necessarily her fault. They were just, you know, combination issues. But like I did, I was like sitting there thinking I was like, "Man, that girl's pretty much like a home run." And you are was like, ah, not good enough. Throw her back. Let's right. go get something else. Stansberry just masturbating, slides and clean that pan of hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. Still sitting in there. Just, just a bunch just of dawn in the pan, <laughs> waiting for it to just slide out on its own. We're nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday. Already played you the new Eminem. Un- Untouchable was the name of that. Both voted turd. Yeah. Then we played you the new Luke Bryan. She's a hot one. I voted major turd. Fantone threw the audience a curveball. Voted a halfer there a on that there. one. And now we have a band that I absolutely love. I love this band, and I love everything Josh Homme touches. I was a big Caius fan. I'm a big Queens of the Stone Age fan now. And 
he is, uh, he's made some news. There's a video circulating. Actually, you can see it at WRQK.com. Queens of the Stone Age is performing, and he actually, pun- or not punches, sorry. He kicks a camera that a female photographer had up to her face and like sends it like, like smashing into her face. Jeez. Not the best look. No. And when I heard the story, I was like, ah, well, maybe it's a stage move. Maybe you didn't realize. Sometimes those people, my friend Alex, she's a uh, you know, concert photographer. She'll, she'll tell me sometimes like, stuff will happen because she's too close to the stage, and sometimes yeah. they forget that. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, maybe it's one of those. And then I watched it. I was like, ah, nah, that's not one of those. Like, this is like, I'm angry and I'm going to take it out on somebody who's like right in front of me. And so we have that video for you. And then he addresses it, kind of like walks you through like the celebrity apology for it. Both those videos online at WRQK.com. But we're going to play you the new Queens of the Stone Age song, Feet Don't Fail Me, ironically. Now, you don't like this man at all. I, I I recognize them as being good. I okay. acknowledge it, but for some reason, I just can't get into them. Like I, none of the stuff. I've never been able to be like, like lost art right, of keeping that, a secret. That's my that's my thing. Go your or uh, go with the flow. It's it's every time I've listened to them, I'm like, all right, I get it, but I don't okay. want it. So. I love everything that comes out of that Palm Desert area. I love everything that comes out of that area. Especially like a guy like you, like if you don't love them, their last album, Villains, is not going to be the thing that's going to turn you into a Queens of the Stone Age fan. Everything that I just heard in there, I acknowledge in my mind that I should like that. I'm like, listen to that, listen to that distorted bass, like listen to the funk level on that, and like he's a decent singer, he has an interesting voice, and they have like something appealing about them, but it just Just doesn't doesn't tickle me. I would say Caius was a way better man. But you don't like the Eagles' death metal either. Do not. Cool. It sounds dangerous, Hip. but yeah, I just all I the right, know. all the right things for rock. I like him and respect him because he knows he's not a radio artist. And so instead of trying to, instead of like, well, let me get this to fit in this box, he just does his thing and lets his audience come to him. And I respect that. Great song. Man, it's pretty good.
almost sounds David Bowie-esque in this song. Yeah, there there is a stretch there, huh? Where it is, he's kind of doing that. Not the worst place to draw inspiration from. David tweeting and says, Fantona, I've always questioned your taste as a grown-ass man because you like WWE, but now you don't like Queens of the Stone Age? Feels like that's too far. I can't believe you didn't go to Raw last night. I was working. Oh, now I can believe it. <laughs> New Queens of the Stone Age feet don't fail me. And they didn't, as he kicked a woman straight in the face. Jeez. There's new Queens of the Stone Age. Feet don't fail me. Fantone, give me the vote there, buddy. It's a turn. I feel guilty for giving that a turn. I know I should like that, but and I even like tried it. I was like, dude, don't go in here just hating it. Don't go in here like preconceived notations. And I don't know, dude. It just doesn't do it for me. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna vote half a turd on that one. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. And that song's kind of what the Queens do. Like they're not trying to make hits. That's just, just not who they are. But they've stumbled into Hitville occasionally by just doing their own thing. Little Sister was a pretty big hit for them. The Lost Art of Keeping a Secret is a great song. There's a couple of others that I'm, uh, you know, go with the flow and, uh, the, you know, that kind of stuff. So they'll stumble into Hitville occasionally, but it's just not what their intentions are. And I don't think that that was the best offering I've heard. From Queens of the Stone Age, so I'm going to vote half a turd on the new one, Feet Don't Fail Me. And again, you can see those videos, both of them, online at WRQK.com, where he kicks the woman, uh, the, the female Jeez. photographer, and then his apology. We added both of them in that post for you. We also have some charge tickets for Friday's game, which is Cavs Night. Indeed it is. At the Canton Charge Game. We'll get you hooked up with those right now. We'll take caller 17, 1-800-243-7625. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.